Okay, welcome back to Ready Player You. I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And this week we're going to be covering one of the greatest bands of all time. Our favorite band. Yeah, but I think first uh, we're from the sponsor. We're from our sponsor. Our sponsor this week is going to be Lopez Financial Insurances. Ugh, can't believe I fucked that up. Lopez Financial Insurance Services. Uh, you can contact Carlo and Roberta at 417-8224, area code 530. And they have insurance coverages that will cover you from ages 15 to 80. Nobody is turned down. Nobody is turned away. These educational classes and coverages to introduce you to them and teach you all about what you need to know is absolutely free. So if you want to call them today and make sure you can get something set up for the future and make sure you're financially sound and prepared for oh shit, what the fuck am I going to do type situations, they're the people to call. I'm rolling everything I got into them. Matt's looking at plans with them. And they can supremely set you up better than anybody out there for what you need to do. So please get a hold of them at 530-417-8224. And now to introduce the band. Oh, man. I, that, I don't know. I, I got my shirt on. If I get my beard out of the way. Yep. And, of course. Yeah, look at that. We got Metallica, baby. Oh, man. I've been waiting for this. You said all season. We've been been waiting all season to do this. Shit. I think since last season we had talked about it, but we wanted to have the better equipment, more in-depth, shit that we can actually do, quality sounds and if you don't mind handing me two shot glasses and i'll bust out this surprise no problem brother i will get right on that okay so this i was debating about getting it i said fuck it it's gonna be our this is part one of our two-part season finale and i just had to get a bottle of uh, blackened whiskey. Oh, baby! Which, Just like Metallica. Which is made by Metallica. You're fucking lying. <gasps> Holy shit! So, here's the thing. Flavor of blackened American whiskey is sonically enhanced through expert development... Developed... Expert developed scientific process. Metallica worked with scientists, acoustic, and audio engineers, designers, and technicians of Meyer Sound to develop the patented black noise system. This, uh, this sonic enhancement delivers a precise range of low hertz sound waves into the oak cast, causing the whiskey to interact with the charred oak staves, measurably releasing compounds for flavors like toasted coconut, vanilla, butterscotch, and caramel. Process is black noise. The result is one-of-a-kind blackened whiskey flavor. Now, look at the top and, okay. the, no- and the number. Batch 109. Batch 109. So I looked it up, found it on Spotify. So this is the playlist that was made for this bottle. Okay, so this on the back, on the other side of that label, it says blacken the world. So this batch... The songs that they played while doing it was Of Wolf and Men, Crash Course in Brain Surgery, Surgery, yes. Hardwired, Master of Puppets, Devil's Dance, Here Comes Revenge, Fade to Black, Unforgiven 3, Angry Again by Megadeth, Hellraiser by Ozzy Osbourne, Trust by Megadeth, Tornado of Souls, 
by Megadeth, God is Dead by Black Sabbath, Symphony what? of Destruction by Megadeth, and Sweating Bullets also by Megadeth. Yes! And we yes! talked about them uh, last week, and so I said, fuck it. I mean, it wasn't that, it's not that expensive of a bottle. I have one before, and my batch was, um, I believe, like 119, 132 some. Fucking, I, I looked at the bottle. You want to do the honors? I only took off the plastic condom part. You know what? Go for it. Mm, motherfucker! It's a cork. I had to break the seal. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, did you hear that? Sound? <laughs> Woo! Oh, baby. All right, you want to you wanna do this? Okay. Oh, you you want to do that part? Okay, cool. Don't mind if I do. Okay, all right. Oh. Well, since you're getting over a cold, there's nothing like a little, you know spirit to kill that cold a uh, little bit of uh rapper's old cough medicine oh i can't believe I, I was holding metallica's whiskey it's a whiskey right yes or is it a bourbon whiskey no it's a whiskey Ooh. oh sweet baby jesus this is going to be awesome for those of on on audio you're going to have to come to the youtube channel and check out this bottle i put it up in the webcam it's while a, he was describing it and it says a blend of straight whiskeys Finished in black brandy casks. Let's kick off this episode. Cheers. Well, it's better than the 49er whiskey. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. What does that taste like to you? That's almost like, um, oh, mm. my God. That's almost like that um, Jim Bean. Yeah. Almost. Like, it's got like a, okay, that aftertaste. That's like a, almost like a, a hint of sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like a, like a vanilla, maybe. Mm, I can taste that, yeah. Yeah. Man. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, let's reveal the album cover for the first album we're going over. Yeah. So, well, well, before we do that... Um, I released it. It's already visible. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well since we know we just, that is their first studio album, but, you know, they, uh, they started off in... I believe they started off in 1981... I believe so. There was some garage sessions when they were kind of yes. goofing around in the 79, but I think they officially were abandoned in 81. Yes, uh, they formed in L.A. in late 81 mm. with uh, Lars uh, putting in an advertisement uh, in the paper uh, looking for, you know, just, um, you know, just guys that want to be in a band. And guitarist James Hetfield and Hugh Tanner of Leather Charm answered the advertisement. Uh, they hadn't formed a band, but um, I guess this guy asked uh, if they could do some songs for this uh, compilation album. Okay. So this is, you know, they're this definitely their garage days. So in 81, what, I believe they're like 17, something like that. Right, right. So, um, and they officially formed in October 28th of 81. So, shit. Oh, that's, that's right. It came up... Um, the, the other day, the 40-year uh, anniversary of uh, Metallica. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, they came up with a name. Um, they were considering Metal Mania or Metallica. After hearing two names, Ulrich wanted the latter for his band. And uh, so, when, looking up, I did find they had... Um, they've gone through one, two, three... Okay, four uh, different bases. Um, of course... Um, you know, everybody knows the the lineup now, which is James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich, uh, Kirk Hammett, and Robert Trujillo. And before Robert Trujillo, there was, what, Jason Newstead, 
and don't before get, him, Cliff Burton. With Cliff Burton, and actually before him, there was this guy named Ron McGovney, and I guess he was a he he played with James Hetfield in a garage band called Leather Charm. And he's a member of Metallica during his first year of gigging and appeared on their early demos before departing late 82. Hmm. And then uh, I guess he came back at their 30th anniversary show when he played, uh, he got on stage and uh, played with him, them and uh, Mustaine. Okay. I didn't so, know they played on stage together. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, then they, they made big, um, you know, uh, this first album, Kill Em All, wasn't their biggest but it's definitely uh had some influence on you know some of the bands i know we listen to now or in very much even even then during the 80s and stuff yeah so i think one of the first songs we're going to go through is uh motor breath well let's get right into it then fucking badass for a first album. He didn't wait, you know, a minute and a half to get into this song. Oh, yeah. Now, some of them songs that Metallica does, they yeah. take a while to get into it. This yeah. one, he kind of just jumped right into it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and those, uh, you know, well, the, definitely those on my list. Is, yeah. I, I really wasn't going to write anything. I was like, it's fucking Metallica. We should know everything. And there's yeah. there's things that we're obviously we're not going to know or we're going to yeah. find out in the process. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I want to be just as surprised as you. That's why I really didn't kind of look up. Too too much on like the album yeah. and stuff, but I definitely went through you know their uh, discography, the songs. Okay, then yeah, we're going the right order of the album because we're gonna open yeah. our opening track <coughs> to this episode wasn't a song from that album. Yeah, our exit song is gonna be a song from yeah. an album to end this episode, and then yeah. we're gonna go through a whole lot of shit yeah. during. So, <laughs> um, this so- this album Kill 'Em All was originally intended to be titled. Metal Up Your Ass. That's right. I remember seeing alternate covers years ago. With cover art featuring a hand clutching a dagger emerging from a toilet bowl. <laughs> I remember that. They're, they even had t-shirts, I think. And um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, oh, the label head, Joe Zazulu, uh, Zazula, sorry, uh, 
convinced the band to change the name because distributors feared that releasing an album with such offensive title in our work <laughs> would diminish its chance of commercial success. Oh, so a bloody hammer is okay, but... Because you're going to uh, kill them all. <laughs> uh, but uh, a knife uh, coming out of the toilet, it's... Uh, <laughs> right, what the you, fuck? <laughs> but then, you know, you have, you know, these demonic metal bands with you no know, babies being fucking discovered. Yeah, you got cannibal corpse out there yes, and stuff like that. But, but they yeah. came out way later. We're talking the 80s when things yeah. were, you know, day glow socks and, and Care Bears and shit. Yeah, yeah so, so, so this album came out July 25th, 1983. So they had formed two years, and they did their garage stuff, and then... You know that? I can appreciate that because they got their shit together, they made sure they were legit, and they made sure they were going to stay together before they moved on to the next step. That yeah. was good. Yeah, so um, the they began playing shows in local clubs in L.A., recorded demos, and they gained attention from club owners, and eventually relocated to San Francisco to secure the services of bassist with Burton. Man. Legendary and, dude. Yes, he was uh, definitely a fucking badass. If you can look him up on YouTube and find fucking him playing bass with all that extremely long hair, dude, it's it's a talent yes. to be seen. With no pick at that. Yeah, that that was yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, so th- we're gonna cover as much as we can during these two episodes. Obviously, there's gonna be a, a, a plethora of songs that we can't cover because of time and, and everything else involved. Oh, but yeah. we're going to cover absolutely everything we can, as much as it takes, but as much as we can take, and we'll get through what we can get through. I mean, we could go through fucking everything. And we could is- literally make a whole year, because there is thousands and oh. thousands of songs that these guys have done. Yeah, you know, remixes, collabs, all kinds of shit. There's, there's no shortage of Metallica. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. one of the few bands that have played in every continent in this entire planet. Yep. They have been everywhere. They're one of the only bands who have ever done it. Yeah. It no matter what genre you go to, doesn't matter which metal band you look up, it doesn't matter which group, boy band, it doesn't fucking matter. They're the only ones in the world who have played in every continent on this planet. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, just a little... You know, back they so they have eleven studio albums, eight live albums, ten video albums, fifty music videos, three EPs, forty-four singles, one soundtrack album, one tribute album, one collaboration album, and three box sets. Yeah, and they're in the Guinness Book of World Records as being the only band to ev- the only rock and roll band to ever play in every country and every continent on this planet. Yeah. That is something to be said. I don't care if you don't like metal, if you're more of a rap fan, country fan, it doesn't matter. That is a precedent oh, yeah. that's never been done. Yeah. So um, I was looking at, uh, well, their next one. Um, There's literally uh, at least 10 extremely oh yeah top-of-the-chart songs on this album. <laughs> Which one do we want to cover next? I mean, I mean, some of these songs, you know, I just, I just wrote them because, I mean, we... We've gone through some of them. I mean, I mean, we, hit the lights, jump in the fire. Um, I was whiplash. looking at. I was looking at a uh, Phantom Lord. Okay. Uh, then uh, number nine uh, would probably be uh, the one right below. That would be the last one, but we won't do that one next. Okay, so which one do you want to do right so now? I would go try uh, Phantom Lord. Okay. I don't know if I've listened to a whole lot of that one. I, I'm sure, like, see, Motor Breath. Uh, I didn't know it was called Motor Breath. I just knew when it came on. I was like, "That's yep, that's kill 'em all." Yeah, I just ro- rock and rolled. So let's see what we can do about 
uh, Phantom Lord. Yeah, and I've I've been listening. I have. Oh, I, I've been listening to all their albums, and I got to the third album. I'm like, okay, cool. One of my favorites. It fucking wasn't there. I forgot. I let that uh, to my cousin years ago. No shit. And he gave me a burned copy of Death Magnetic. <laughs> oh. I think Death Magnetic was the first album I hadn't bought <laughs> because I was just getting smacked with financial adulthood. So let's jump into Phantom Lord off of Kill 'Em All by Metallica. Oh, this sounds Star Warsy. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say I don't think I've ever heard this song. Ooh, I love that right channel hook. this one That one hits. Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? You know I know I've heard that one is because uh, Lou Brutus, when he did Karazir, he used to do mm-hmm. Mandatory Metallica at 10 yep. p.m., and then he moved it to 9 p.m., I think, mm-hmm. after so many years, because I think Karazir was on the air for, what, 15 years, Something 16 like years? Yeah. And so I would listen. I would stay up late and just listen to Lou Brutus and Mandatory Metallica, and he would always have a new Metallica song, and there was always no shortage of it. Um, sometimes he did double plays because he's like, I just couldn't get enough of this song. Got to do it again. And then this one was on there. I remember that. Yeah. And they, um, it's, it's not Mantara Metallica, but it's something else now on, uh, New Rock or not New Rock on, um, uh, 105.1. Oh, the blaze. Yeah. They don't call it mandatory Metallica. Yeah. It's uh, I forgot what it is. But do they always, still do it at night? Yeah. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Yeah. It's like three songs. Well, oh, they do three songs because Blue Brutus only did two. Yeah, it was three songs in a row at uh, six o'clock. Oh fuck, dude! I gotta start listening to the Blaze again. Yeah. Wow, is Lou Brutus in- on there? Do- uh, does he introduce it? No, Lou Brutus is on uh, Classic Rock because I hear him on there. What the fuck? Yeah, is- I believe so. Clear Channel, you are seriously fucking up. I swear to God. Well, I don't even think they're Clear Channel anymore, didn't they? No, Clear Channel's still out there oh, off they? of Sean Bullard, or Sean uh, Blackstone. Uh, yeah, they're still there. Hmm. You want to write them a letter? Write them a letter, please. Flood their station. Bring back Karazir and Lou Brutus. Front Row Morning Show, Jen Lip, Brad Gisa, all them motherfuckers. It was a great show. Oh, yeah. Um, thinking one, maybe two more, but this one definitely... 
uh, is one of my favorites off of this. And uh, I mean, what are you thinking? I was thinking uh, some Seek and Destroy. Oh yes, I fucking love that song. Now, is this the one that we were talking about last week with Megadeth that they rewrote, or was that? No, that's gonna be our uh, uh, intro. Okay, that's right. Yeah, hit the lights, huh? Was it hit the lights? No. I'm fucking dumb. Four Horsemen, yeah. Because we changed it a couple times. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I remember now. I remember. You ever forget? I forget. Happened to me. Okay, so. You didn't hit uh, play. No, I know. That way I can jump in like this. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're going to do the honors. This is definitely... I spilled whiskey on the floor, damn it. I got off work. I went straight to the store. I was going to send you a picture. And I asked how much it was. And they told me the price. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Stop playing it. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my God. There is no escape. And that's for sure. This is the end. We won't take it anymore. Say goodbye to the world you live in. You've always been taking it. Now you're giving it. Running on a way out. You will pay life without a death. Okay, I gotta stop. Otherwise, we'll go for seven fucking minutes. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh shit. Oh. <sighs> okay. okay, so uh, writing inspiration on the song. Uh, the song is about feeling the urge to kill, but not literally doing it. Oh, so Derek, like me. 
Oh yeah, you've been one, been. Uh, oh, there's a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been threatening uh, your computer all evening, so. Oh, <laughs> the laptop you're holding that I gave you, I threatened that motherfucker. We were supposed to go office space on that son bitch. Oh yeah. That's all right. We got another one that'll be a pseudo laptop that we're gonna film it and yeah. go office space on yeah. that bitch. Um, they said uh, during the kill them all, uh, kill them all for one tour, Heffield jokingly said that it was about hunting. Yeah, it's said to be <laughs> it's heavily influenced by the King Head <clears throat> song Dead Reckoning. Ooh. So something that I just uh came across and I just fucking lost Oh. So following the terror attacks on September eleventh, two thousand one, the song was placed on a list of post nine eleven inappropriate titles distributed by Clear Channel. Wow. Wow. How are you going to associate something 20 fucking years old with, oh my god, the snowflake pussery, the pussification of America with that shit? Get the fuck out of here with that fucking faggot ass. Oh, it's associated with that. Get the fuck out of here. So, a, a couple songs that's from, that were on that list. Uh, 311 Down, ACDC's Dirty Deeds, Hell Bells, Highway to Hell, Shoot the Thrill, Allison Chains, Down in a Hole, Rooster, Them Bones, Alien Amp Farms, Smooth Criminal. Uh, Which was a cover of Michael Jackson. You yeah. motherfucker, who said this shit? That was all from Clear Channel. No, Clear Channel did this? Oh, oh, Clear they, Channel made this list? Uh, following the 9-11 attacks, Clear Channel Communications, the largest owner of radio station in the United States, circulated an internal memorandum containing a list of songs that program directors felt were lyrically questionable to play in the aftermath of the attacks. No, see, I was right. Clear Channel Communications is now iHeartMedia. That explains it. That explains it. You, oh, my God. Yeah, and then you have... Uh, they knock- have to be ran by some kind of pussy-ass fucking liberal, I swear to God. Knocking on Heaven's Doors. Uh, Dancing in the Street, Van Halen. Uh, Sam Cooke, Wonderful World. Are you shitting me? For the crickets, that'll be the day. Uh, Bobby Darren, Mac the Knife. Uh, Dio, Holy Diver, The Doors, The End, Drowning Pool, Bodies. That's all not even violent. That's all about the respect you get in the fucking mosh pit. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. There is no shortage of, of killing and murder and suicide songs out there. There's no shortage. There, there, you're, you're limitless possibilities. That's like poetry or or chords on a guitar or riffs. Or, it doesn't matter. How the fuck can they? Oh, my God. Bunch of pussy-ass yeah, motherfuckers. Let's just hear a couple more. Filter, Hey Man, Nice Shot. Foo Fighters, Learn to Fly. Really? What the fuck? A Green Day, Brain Stew. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Hey Joe. Uh, Billy Joel, Only the Good Die Young. Ellen John, Benny and the Jets. Rocket well, oh, Man. Because I've had Jets in there, Rocket Man. I swear to God. What the, this, this, Can, oh. Kansas, Dust in the Wind. What, these are fucking classics. John, yeah. Lennon, John Lennon, Imagine. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, because oh, oh whatever. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, all I, I, of a sudden, all of a sudden, Clear Channel wants to get Christian or holier <laughs> than thou. I mean, really? Are, are you fucking shitting me with this yeah. pussy ass shit? So get that, the fuck out of here with that shit. That was right after nine eleven attack. I mean, that's. I, I understand why they got rid of Cares here now because they're a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah, fuck it. Clear Channel. Fuck Clear Channel up the ass. So that yeah, that kind of pissed me off. Fucking metal so, up the ass. That's what they deserve. Yeah. So uh, you know what? I want. I just want to hear this solo. Uh, anesthesia pulling teeth okay with the bass solo by cliff burton all right let's get it 
that's okay. our that's our uh, little rant for the night. And now, it's oh my be god, all <laughs> if you bring more shit about that up, I swear to God, I will get political on this motherfucker. Well, as long as Clear Channel stays the fuck away from my band, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, Clear Channel done fucked up. I have no respect for them whatsoever now. That is yeah. absolutely an atrocity. And look at against this. against all those classics and legendary bands. Yeah. These motherfuckers. And that's and something I never knew. I need some metal to calm my nerves. How about a little anesthesia pulling teeth? Base soul, take one. Yeah, get that reverb in there. So we're jumping to the next album. Okay. This is Cliff Burton, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can hear it. You, you can dude, that's him. His fingers. That's him, dude. Yeah. Good. It'd sound totally different if it was off the pit. Oh yeah, it'd be more crisp. This is the video of him going like this with his. Uh huh. And it's all in a blue background and a blue light. What's that? If we comment over the top of this song, there's a chance we don't get demonetized. <laughs> and uh, not to interrupt Cliff Burton's legendary playing, but Metallica is very protective of their music. So oh, yeah. we have to talk over this a bit so it's original audio. Yeah, Just a little bit. We don't want another Napster. And we don't want any of that. We don't want none of that Lars Ulrich coming after us type shit. I hated his guts for a long time. Oh, yeah, me too. God gave me the grace to forgive that motherfucker because, oh, my God. Because we don't have the money to lose either. No. And and, and then when when some kind of monster came out and Lars Ulrich went on camera and looked dead dead in the eyes and me in the camera and he's looking at me and he's like, look. I, I don't care if you download our music. I just wanted to be able to release it before the internet got a hold of it. I was yeah. like, you motherfucker, I almost broke my fucking TV. And, <laughs> and, oh, my God, that pissed me off so much. And that was over the Mission Impossible song, I Disappear. Yeah. That's what started the whole fucking thing. Was because that leaked, was? that leaked, I remember because I was there. See, but that's, that, that's I was there that moment when they announced it. Oh, but see, that's not, you can't really blame that. That's the, the, the company that did the fucking soundtrack. Okay, yeah, but somebody leaked it to the internet. Lars Ulrich started this whole pioneer against Napster and the MPIAA and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then um, I remember uh, watching the social network yeah. and when they had that, they did that whole thing on Facebook and all that. And oh, the guy yeah. who started Napster stole the idea from the guy who started, um, what is that, MySpace and all that shit. Yeah. And then he got in touch with the dude who started Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. you piece of fucking shit. Anyways. I still can't use my back button. Yeah, the, dude, they constantly fuck shit up. Oh, and that, f- it's on your fucking phone. How the fuck you cannot use your own fucking d- back button? Back yeah. button on your and, own and, phone and, because it's device oriented or it's uh, um, app oriented or whatever. Oh. And then there's some features on Facebook where I can use the back button, but there's other features where I can't. Yeah, there's some. So, Mark Zuckerberg, you're a fucking piece of shit, dude. I swear yeah. to God. I would love to... I know, I know you know MMA, but I would love to go toe-to-toe with you just so I could say I got a punch in on your bitch ass. 
piece of fuck. You're such a piece of fuck. Yeah, that's a piece of fuck. Yeah. He's not a whole fuck. He's just a piece of fuck, because there's bigger fucks out there than him, but, you know, it is what it is. I thought I said pizza fuck. Like, damn, oh, pizza fuck? Pizza sounds good. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there's a whole other conspiracy there behind that, too, so. Oh, yeah, and uh, just for the record, pineapple does not go on pizza. It fucking does not. You hear that, Lisa? You hear that, everybody? I know you fuckers are listening. Karina, <laughs> I apologize if you think pineapple goes on pizza, but it... I think I think it. God came to me in a dream one night, and he said pineapple doesn't go on pizza. It's a sin. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to say that. God probably likes pineapple on pizza. I don't know. I know my mom does, and uh, I fight her. And at the end, Anthony it likes it on pizza. Time. His mama liked it on pizza. I I I was the only warrior in this house against that shit. Oh. But it is what yeah, it is. So yeah. So pineapple does not go on pizza. It does not go on pizza. Fuck yeah. that shit. Oh, yeah, so now we're going to have to get into the second album, which is... Uh, Ride the Lightning? Ride the Lightning. Yes. Oh, this is... I don't know, out of... Know, the first five albums have always been my favorite. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, from there you can just go from any way, shape, or form. And you got some more of that video, that behind-the-scenes video. Mm-hmm. We're going to get our shirts in there. We're going to take pictures of all that shit. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Full album. Okay. So, um, the artwork based on the, is a ba- uh, con- based on the concept by the band. It depicts electric chair being struck by lightning flowing from the band logo. Title is taken from a passage in Stephen King's novel, The Stand, in which a character, use, which, in which a character uses the phrase to revert to execution by electric chair. Hmm. Oh, so that's okay. So giving okay. So that <coughs> that whole scenario about the electric chair, I came across a website this guy had designed, and it was the Ride the Lightning cover in virtual 3D. I have to show you this, and I know the audio listeners won't be able to see it, but I'm gonna pull up this tab real quick, dude. That whiskey is kicking in. They did not fuck around. Yeah. With this fucking whiskey, <laughs> I am my thumbs. Are they? I I am severely fucked up right now, dude. What the fuck? Okay, so let me go to bookmarks and then mobile bookmarks, and then I'm gonna show you this. It's it's absolutely insane. So check this out. When it loads the 3D model, take your thumb and swing around, and you're gonna be able to go 360 up and down. It is the most legendary website. This guy did. I don't know how he did this, but it's a 3D version. Holy of the Ride the Lightning album. Fuck. And I so I was doing a little bit of homework secretly on how to do Ready Player You over Ride the Lightning, which I will release on Instagram. My horribly amateur, um, I wouldn't say sketches, but renditions of Ride the Lightning with our name over it. And then our cover album for this episode is going to be my version of our artwork and our Ready Player You name over Kill 'Em All. Oh my God! So that's... I preserved I preserved the Kill 'Em All at the bottom, which Metallica designed, and then I did our name in Metallica letters over the Kill 'Em All album with the shadowing. Pay attention to the detail, the shadowing of the letters over the the cover of the album and stuff like that. I will release that on Instagram too, 
and you'll be able to see that as our cover photo if you can zoom in on it. Oh, wow. Is this, that trippy or what? Oh, my God. I was going to send you the link, but I wanted to surprise you. Yeah, you surprised this, me with the black end deal. I mean, I mean we're going we're kind of going all out with these secret little things we're doing for I, each I other mean, for this I'm, album. I'm, I'm looking at the back. And right. just to just the, in, in reverse, yeah. This like it's a trip. I, so. I, I never thought about seeing you know like the what I, a three D virtual I, reality version yeah, of it. Like, so I, I'm looking. I'm looking at the. Freaking, the uh, I'm looking at the the cover right here. So I I'm gonna thought. do. I'm gonna do a video version for those people on 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 video. So let's see if we can do this. I'm gonna try and swing it around. Show you all the angles. Metallica, ride the lightning cover album. So I don't know how he did this. Way, way better programmer than I am. But if you go to sketchfab.com, 3D models, ride the lightning, and look up Metallica or Google that, <laughs> it, it is the most legendary rendition of an album cover I have ever seen. And look at this. If you pinch and zoom, oh. you can go in on the chair. Holy shit, to the so fucking much detail. Right. So oh. I'm going to pinch and zoom for those on video right now so you can see this. Don't so, pinch it too much. So I don't know if you guys can see this. Let's see if I'm doing it right. You can go in on the chair. You can go in on the letters. Oh, your hands are in the way. Uh, uh, so I'm trying to... You can zoom in on everything. The sparks going into the letters, everything. I'll send you the link after this. Yeah. Because yeah. You gotta, you're going to sit there for at least 20, 30 minutes zooming in and checking all the details of an album. And if you look at the album on the screen, let me, let me bring this up. And I'll, I'll open it up because this is going to be one of our next songs. But look at that versus the 3D version. If you're on YouTube and watch our, our video version, mm. it, it is absolutely insane. The detail and the work this guy put into this. Yeah. I, yeah, I, would, love to, I would love to sit down and talk with this guy that, about it. It was that great. That would be fucking awesome. Uh, so just a little uh, back on um, the album. It's still rooted in the thrash metal genre. Album showcased the band's musical, musical growth and lyrical sophistication. Bassist Cliff Burton introduced the basics of music theory to the band and had more input in the songwriting. Beyond the fast tempos of the debut Kill Em All, Metallica brought in its approach by employing acoustic guitars, extended instrumentals, and more complex harmonies. I can definitely hear that. I've listened to, what, one, two, four, those, those albums one, two, and four. In the past week number five i don't have to listen to it it's all up here in my head i five is my our, our album five yeah yes that's my favorite your favorite that's what got us into metallica in the beginning that's what yes. started this whole fucking thing that album is the whole reason we're doing this episode these yeah. two episodes because there's so much to fucking cover and oh, that's still yeah. not enough yo yeah we almost didn't do this episode today because you were feeling under the weather and i was like yeah. dude i will put the show on hold nothing matters more than than the crew that puts this shit together yeah and you know if i do sound a little nasally i'm a little under the weather but you know it's uh i'm feeling a, little, a lot better now and now that i'm doing this um being more active than just walking around at work dealing with bullshit yeah uh, actually did do something that uh i enjoy doing um so this is their second um album off of the independent label megaforce records and it was released on july 25th 1983 so you were a year old i wasn't even a year old you had a birthday coming up yeah the next month and so our first song from here is 
Trapped under ice. This on uh, rock band, or Metallica's rock band, dude, or guitar was a uh, Metallica's guitar hero. Oh my god, I love this fucking song. And there's some album cover. Oh yeah. There's some yeah. album cover art from inside the CD when yep. you still bought CDs and yep. shit like that. Yep. And I have those. So I'm gonna let that play for those on video on YouTube so they can see the album covers and things like that until uh, you know we have to do a shot on that song for the fifth album. We have to do a shot for that song. We have to do that song. Do a shot on that song for that fifth album. Oh. Yes. Oh. The song. Oh, I mean, yeah, was that yes. one of the songs that was played during when they made that whiskey? Uh, no, I don't believe it was. How how disgraceful to their own song to not but, play that song while but, they did that whiskey? But there's so many playlists. True. Or there. So different. it's almost implied that you have to. So we're gonna do what they didn't do while they were making the whiskey. We will do a shot to that song that is titled "This Whiskey" off that fifth album. Yeah. Because no, I can't I can't let you write this episode and not do a shit you had to think of the irony in that I know, if you I, didn't if that, you didn't that's what that's I, why I, that's why we work well together I, like I this. didn't even think about it because the fifth album i didn't write shit exactly so look at it for those of on audio did you hear that that was a fly he farted into the microphone so those of you scientists and 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 people out there in the world that wonder what a fly fart sounded like that was probably it yeah so we have our first in-house guest yeah this house fly yeah, 24-hour guest that will not leave me the fuck alone. Oh, my God. There's so many songs off of this album. It's so hard to pick, and they're like six minutes, five minutes. But, of course, we're going to be playing a little bit of everything, so... Yeah, they didn't fuck around on this album. Oh, man. I mean, this... Um... Okay, so okay, so can I pick a song from this one? Because, yes, yes, go okay, for it. So, okay, okay, we need to do a coin of fate because it's, it's a toss-up for me on this one. Okay, so you saw the first song. You didn't see the other two I wrote down, right? I did not see the other two. I forgot. Dude, I'm starting to get hammered off this whiskey. Okay. So I'm thinking either... Okay, so 
Oh, oh my god, there's every song on this. This is like the Countdown to Extinction album. Every song in here is a fucking hit, dude. Yes. Okay, so for me, let's see if we line up because all these kids out there like to do this fucking let's see if you know your friend type shit. Uh-huh. So it's either between Ride the Lightning, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Fade the Black, Creeping Death, or Call of Cthulhu. There's only two songs on that list that I have written down. Okay, because everyone fucking screams at me to play. So I'm going to go for For Whom the Bell Tolls or Fade to Black. That is one of them. Fade to Black's one of them? Yes, it is. No need to do Coin of Fate. We're going to do Fade to Black. Well, wait. Okay, so just for shits and giggles, what was the other one? We're going to talk about them next. Yes, baby. <laughs> okay, my boo-boo. All right, that one that one went way distorted on it right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know how. But okay, so before you play this, okay, Fade to Black is a song in the first power ballad by Metallica, released as a promotional single on their stu- second studio album. And the song is ranked to having the twenty fourth best guitar solo ever by Guitar World readers. Okay, say so. Uh, Hetfield said about the song in a 91 interview, This song is a big step for us. It's pretty much our first ballad. So we knew it would freak people out. Recording that song, I learned how frustrating acoustic guitar can be. You could hear every squeak, so I had to be careful. I wrote this song at a friend's house in New Jersey. I was pretty depressed at the time because our gear had been stolen and we'd been thrown out of our manager's house for breaking shit and drinking his liquor, kept it dry. <laughs> It's a suicide song, and we got a lot of flack for it, as if kids were killing themselves because of the song. But we also got hundreds of letters from kids telling us how they related to the song and how it made them feel better. That's what we were saying in the last episode on Megadeth. They don't write songs to make you commit suicide. They're writing songs to get this out of their system, and if you can relate to them, you can get this out of your system too, and maybe feel a little bit better. It's an outlet, people, not a guide on what to fucking do. Hey, Pacification of America. So, well, I'm sorry, was that the end of the... Yeah. Okay, I didn't want to interrupt, but I fucking did. So yeah. here we go with Fade to Black by Metallica.
definitely down. Right? This is definitely like my go-to song. I mean, it's yeah, just speaking by it myself. Fucking, it pulls I, that nasty I, shit I, out of you. I throw it out and like I'll start just I'll be in my room, turn the shit up. I'll start crying and just just letting that anger out. And then you know, after listening a few more songs, yes. then um. So I mean, definitely like no, I've been in what they're talking about with the song. I've been in that that place, that dirty nasty fucking place that nobody ever wants to be in but in this song i mean definitely metallica has definitely been there for me through all my shit yes exactly and it's it, it, it that song just pulls that nasty shit out of you it forces you i mean if you're a metallica fan if you're a metal fan at all that song just it just rips everything melts away yeah when you're when you're in this song and you're just sometimes you play it twice more than that See, and that's why I'm disappointed because, I mean, I listen to it, but then I'm listening to all the other songs, so I, I'm just trying to absorb it, absorb like all the songs, just because I had to yeah. kind of get into that moment to you know yeah. write, write the episode. So I was I I heard it, I didn't listen to it. Now there's a difference. Exactly, you can I fucking hear, say that shit can, all the time. You can hear a song, but do you really listen to it? Exactly. Now when I listen in my car going to work, coming back from work, I heard it. Now, right now, you actually listen, listen to, to it. Exactly. There is a huge night and day difference in yes. hearing and listening. Yes. Most people don't fucking get that, and that's what yeah. the fuck's going on today. So, they don't understand the difference. Oh, yeah. Um, so, for this last one is one that we talked about the other day when we were texting. Oh, true. <clears throat> so, they're going to... Oh, actually, before we go into the song... Okay. Let's talk about... Give us a little synopsis on it. Yeah, about the lyrics. Uh, The song is told from the perspective of the Destroyer, the Angel of Death, sent by God during the Tenth Plague of Egypt. Moses, though his older brother Aaron insisted he was sent by God, repeatedly demanded that Pharaoh should set the Hebrew slaves free from Egypt to the Promised Land of Canaan. For the previous 400 years, Hebrew people had lived as slaves in the land of Goshen within Egypt. To punish Pharaoh for his obstinacy, God sent ten plagues upon Egypt. The reference of the plagues in the song include final plague of Egypt. Oh, to kill a firstborn son, Pharaoh kill the firstborn Pharaoh's son. Blood running red, strong down the Nile. Plague, darkness three days long, hell to fire. Blood, lamb blood, painted door. I shall pass. So that all means. Final plague of Egypt during the firstborn son of non-Israelite, including Pharaoh's son, killed by the destroyer. This is done in response to Pharaoh's order to throw every Israelite baby boy into the Nile River. First plague of Egypt. First plague of Egypt during with the water Nile. Yeah, rises. Water, water, water in the Nile River turned to blood. Plagued reference to the uh, to any of the ten plagues. Darkness three days long. The ninth plague. Hell to fire, seventh plague, and blood, land, blood is a reference to the forewarning that they told them to put the blood on the doors and it'll pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that we got that out, <laughs> I know we got a little biblical, but I mean, this no, that's is, okay. I don't mind. The, the, uh, this, um, I, I showed my mom this but song. This, song. this song was based off the movie The Ten Commandments. So it's called Creeping Death. 
six minutes and 36. Do you want to play the whole thing, or at least till we get to the biblical stuff? That's a long intro. It is a long intro, <laughs> but I can't touch it, dude. I can't. It's been in motion now. It's okay, fucking Metallica. We're just going to have to talk over it so we don't get to... Okay, we'll just keep talking until it gets to the point, but I, I, uh, I just I just can't I can't insult this song. Yeah. It's fucking legendary. Yeah. Oh, oh so, uh, no, the blood, lead, blood, painted door, that's, that's uh, the Passover. Yeah. Uh, that's what that was. Now, so, so technically, this is from the point of view of the angel of death. Michael? No, Michael's not the angel of death. He's no. the archangel. Yeah, he's archangel. Um, uh, I don't think they have a name for the angel of death, do they? Green Reaper? Well, that's not biblical. Here we go. I was just thinking the same thing. His fingers are fucking tired. Wow. Well, I got some uh, little uh, background on this. But I think that's... Yeah. Ooh, I, I want to play the whole fucking song. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, I know. Okay, so the, it's, speaking of Kirk Hammett, Kirk Hammett wrote the guitar riff or the bridge section when he was 16 years old. Oh, my God. The Dude, middle, that was the best fucking part of the whole fucking song. The middle section with the ominous chance of die... Set to a Phrygian mode chord progression was originally written by Hammett while he was in Exodus. I didn't know he was in Exodus. Oh, wow. I Holy never, shit. I don't think I ever listened to Exodus. 
I, I know I've heard a few songs, but oh, I man. don't think I've sat there and really put the put two and two together. No, I may have to go back and listen, Holy shit. listen to anything that he's part of. So then, um, so the song was called "Die by My by, Die by His Hand" and had been part of the Exodus set list for live shows, but never used on any Exodus albums. Wow! So you were right. Metallica was inspired for the song by the second half of the film, The Ten Commandments, which is based on the Bible tale of the plagues of egypt mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. watching the scene for the final plague killing every egyptian firstborn child cliff burton remarked whoa it's like creeping death as a plague was represented by a fog rolling into the pharaoh's palace yes the band liked the sound of creeping death and decided to write a song about the plagues as the phrase of his title that's fucking legendary that's fucking that's awesome Dude, Dude, I, I didn't yeah. know cliff burton wrote that inspiration or came up with the idea dude it's like creeping death yeah holy shit i'm learning shit now as much as much homework as i've done on this fucking band i'm still learning shit yeah that's that's crazy it's like our own pop-up video type shit yeah um i mean i'm I'm, we won't play it but i mean no for the whom bell tolls they played it in beginning of um uh was it zombie land oh yes that was like that was one of the first best. Oh, that intro. Oh, you got to play the intro. Okay, yeah. So what was the song that they played on um, Stranger Things? That's okay, the one. The, that's the next album. Okay, because that's the one I really, really want to hear. We well, got to. We, we're covering that one, right? We, yes. And, and, oh, and, yeah. And, and it's also was on The Simpsons. Now, I don't remember that on The Simpsons, and I, at the same time, I do. Okay, so we'll, we'll go with the Stranger Things uh, clip first. We might have to bring up that episode. Just, well, well the, the, I I did I found uh, the clip the clip is on YouTube okay like a minute something long yeah, Metallica is there with their voice their vo- own voices everybody's there that's fucking sick okay I can't wait okay yeah. alright alright so for <laughs> whom the bell tolls by Metallica yeah in which everybody I know you and I know myself when you hear this you're thinking it's gonna be ACDC at first no I know, I know the difference. I know the difference too, but at the same time, I'm listening like, wait a minute. Okay, no, this one's Metallica. No, wait, this one's ACDC. And I, I oh, when so, ACDC comes on, it's a little oh, longer. Hell's Bells. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so my buddy, big ACDC fan. Yeah. And, and he knows I'm a big Metallica fan, so he's like, hey, what is this? So he'll play the, as soon as it, Metallica. It's almost the same fucking bell, but if you know, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, we gotta turn this up right here. get to meet these motherfuckers I will shit myself on site
Okay, I hate to cut it off. It feels like a fucking sin to cut that shit off. Yeah. Oh, okay, so his, Cliff Burton played the bass guitar introduction with heavy distortion and a wah pedal. Burton wrote the intro before joining Metallica and played and first played it during a 12-minute jam at a battle of the bands for the second band, Agents of Misfortune, in 1979. See, I told you it was before 80s. The bell sound heard at the beginning of the track was actually produced by drummer Lars Ulrich, striking an anvil with a metal hammer in combination wow. with a bell with the sound effects reel. Wow! I didn't know that. I wonder, how, I wonder how the ACDC did it. I wonder how ACDC did know, that if shit. If we ever do ACDC... Uh, we gotta do ACDC, we gotta do corn. We, got, we gotta cover this. Wait, we did corn. We didn't do a corn. Corn was our intro for a long time. Oh, we didn't do a corn episode. Oh fuck me! How did I not write a corn episode? I don't know, but that's that's on the list. Oh, it's been on our list. I think it just got buried in the. We get. We just, so we, we, when we, you know, we get to this mode. We where have like, the ideas, and then we yeah. Just, like, when we get to this it. mode, we're like, "What the fuck are we gonna cover?" Or yeah, or yeah, we get in this idea, and then we're like, "Oh shit." It's fucking Star Wars Day, or what the fuck? And then we got like, okay, we scrap that idea. We'll get to oh. it later. And then we never fucking do it. Oh, and uh, fuck, I, okay. So last week, um, that's an honorable mention. Uh, last week, um, you know, Matthew Perry from Friends did pass away, and we didn't talk about it, and that it was sad. And Chandler, he was. Rest in peace, brother. You were you always made me laugh. Funniest fucking guy. That dude. That dude. I could watch the Friends with any episode with him, and when they have his last name Chandler Bing, and and yeah. then dude, he always was a good comedy relief with Joey, and uh-huh. the dude always made me laugh and made me feel better about yeah. you know just getting away from yeah. it and listen to his comedy. Yeah, and he was in uh, was it a uh, whole nine yards? Yeah, he did a ton of movies. Yeah. Dude, hilarious, dude. Yeah, so I think we're gonna jump into uh, the Wait, next. The we album. gotta do that Simpsons one where they were on the Simpsons. Oh, that's uh, the next album. That's oh, is the, it? That's on the next album. Okay, yes. that's why it didn't pop up when I looked for it yes. right now. Okay. Um, actually, I didn't want to use that as the first song yet. I actually want to talk about one of the other ones first. Okay. All right. Well, shoot me the album. What were we going into? Okay, that's uh, we're now going into Master of Puppets. Yes. I don't give a fuck about five percent chance of seeing a message. You sure you don't want to get say fifteen percent on your insurance by switching to Geico? <laughs> uh, so um, back little background on this album. Um, it was recorded in Denmark. Um, it was uh, the third album, and they were uh, signed to Electra Records. That's right, Electra. Yeah, that's right. So their first two was with um, I forgot what I said earlier before. And it was the band's last album to feature Cliff I think, Burton. I think it was Interscope was their first one. No. It wasn't? Um, uh, their, uh, Megaforce. Megaforce, I'm sorry. Okay, that's what it was. Uh, I so, stand corrected. So the, the first two albums were like independent labels. Okay. So, okay. so now from here, now they're with Electra, so now they're big time. Right. Um, so Which is ironic because they just came off a Ride the Lightning album and it's now Electra. I yeah. mean... Tell me they didn't get that one. Electric? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was the band's last album to feature Cliff Burton, uh, who died on a bus accident in Sweden during the album's promotional tour. And this album came out March 3rd, 1986. Um, so, 
I, I can't. I can't pick a song from this one. Yeah, the, everything it's... on this album <laughs> is, dude. Everything yeah. on this album is a hit. Yeah, uh, there's uh, so much dynamics. Um, they, you can tell from the last two albums to this one. Uh, there's definitely a, a change. There was a mood change, but it's they, they. I mean, from definitely from Kill 'Em All to this, you did see a big change. I don't want to say a mood change. I'm sorry. Let me correct that. There was an energy change. Yeah, you know, it, it was a different vibe. Not as thrash. Yes, it had. More, it was all over the fucking place. Yeah, really, more polished though too. The sound. Yeah, and, and it was more instead of being like a lower quality audio to not to shit on it but yeah. james hetfield voice was more warm and to the front and more prevalent on the record yeah recordings they, they did a better job in producing it yeah yeah definitely oh, oh, oh yeah because well, now they're on a major label now. well it, but they probably had better equipment better whatever i mean who knows but the first few albums you could definitely hear the i don't know almost like a chamber sound it wasn't an echo but it was like it wasn't as stereo quality, I should say. Right, right. Um, We're recovering off this. I can't pick oh, anything. Oh, Welcome Home. Welcome Home? Okay. And it's funny because when I saw Metallica, August 10th, 2003, mm-hmm. the Summer Sanitarium Tour, we had to see, you know, we talked about this, you know, a bunch of times. Limp Bizkit goes on and does their cover of this. And they got booed off the stage. And like, Biscuit boo- got booed off a lot of stages for doing shit. off the stage. Everybody's like throwing plastic water bottles, plastic beer bottles. Because they didn't have no glass bottles, but they're giving you beers that have actually well, Because they beer. knew what these motherfuckers were going to do. They Okay, uh, we got a potential for some shit here. Yeah. and I yeah. used to have a t-shirt with Master Puffets on there. I had a Black Album t-shirt. I, the first time I saw them, they played with Godsmack. Rob Trujillo had just joined the band. Mm. This was at Save Mart Center. And I was literally, from me to you, on the other side of this guardrail, get, a bunch of people trying to reach for them, and I'm right up in front of them. And I got to see these legends walk right in front of me. Yeah. I, dude, it was fucking killer. And when I killer them, fucking show. When I seen them, I was... You know, this is, this is at... Um, Best 200 bucks I ever spent. Oh, this was at the... Uh, what was the old um, um, Niner uh, or Giant Stadium? Santa Clara? No, no, no. no. The old in, in Frisco. Oh, you mean... Um, uh, uh, oh, my God. My brain... Can, I mean can, Metallica. Can, candlestick. Candlestick, yeah. That's where I saw Metallica. Me and my buddy were... Is that where you got the Giants t-shirt? Uh, at Candlestick? Yes. You're a rat bastard. You know that? Because I never got to go to Candlestick. I don't know where that shit I know. Is. I know somebody... I hooked up an electric vehicle charger for somebody who was season ticket holders for candlestick mm. she literally has seats from candlestick from niner seats from candlestick in her garage they have a whole niners room dedicated <laughs> holy shit legendary shit yeah. dude now, so when i was on the like me and my buddy you know we end up meeting up go to the floor metallic comes on we're about 10 feet from the stage the next day my actual birthday i'm fucking deaf as like, se- sex is great and all, but have you seen Metallica live? I mean, really. Uh... Well, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I would I would pass up pussy to go see them live. I would pass up pussy to go meet them. I would pass up pussy to hang out with them. 
Oh, okay. Pussy yeah. comes and goes. Metallica, chance to sit down and have a beer with them or, or fucking talk to them and, and yeah. just shake hands with yes. them. Yes. Never comes again. Okay, so uh, I do want to talk about the uh, the album cover. I was kind of hoping you were. Okay, so, okay, no, it's the puppet. But I have, okay, there it was. I For some reason, I always thought the helmet was on the front, but he's right there on the side. I swear to God, it was right there on the other ones. Right? Okay, so is that one of those uh, uh, Mandela effects? Yeah, the Mandela effect. I, yes. I, I think so because that motherfucker was not on the right I, on the I, left cross. I I know for a fact I've seen that because with the, it's right in the center of the cross. Exactly. That see, so I just said the same thing right there. So okay, we need an email. Readyplayerquestions at gmail dot com. Where did you see the helmet on the Master of Puppets album? We got to know. Our theory is that it was on the middle cross in the front with the one with the dog tag on it. Why would it be on the cross to the left without the dog tag on it? D- just saying. I'm just saying. I said the same thing before he even voiced it, that it wasn't on a different, it was on a different cross, but I said it was on the top and the center. I pointed at it for those on video, and Matt just confirmed that same shit. So, anyways, you have some synopsis on the cover other than the fact that we just saw the helmet on a different cross and we both saw the same thing. I swear to God, if I can find that t-shirt I had, hopefully I didn't throw it away because I got too many holes in it. See, I'm looking at different covers art and they're all on uh, the left-hand side. Yeah, see, I'm, no, I'm not buying it, dude. Why, I'm telling you, something yeah, why, changed. Why am I? Yeah. Um... Go back to the synopsis yeah. of the album cover because we will rabbit hole the shit out of that cover. I, gu- I guarantee it. No, um... Okay, so, you know, this is, uh, so they started recording, they had uh, their debut, they've already been big, they've been playing for audiences of $7,000, they've been in the Mouser Rock Festival um, with Bon Jovi and Rat, wow, that's a name I haven't heard for a long time. Go round and round. Yeah, that's it, yes. How the fuck do you go for them to Metallica? I don't know, but I remember watching The Golden Child and, and, the, and the, the, the Golden Dragons were watching TV and Rat was playing on the music video in the... No, yeah. I love that movie. Eddie Murphy, that's old Yeah, The Golden Murphy. Child, I love yeah. that movie and I know that Rat was playing in the music video on uh, that. You know what I'm <laughs> No, I'm going to have to go see if it's streaming somewhere and... Uh... <laughs> you know the site. I got a new one today, matter of fact. Yeah. Um, so, okay, Mustard Public's, uh, it featured dynamic music and thick arrangements. Metallica delivered a more refined approach and performance compared to the previous two albums, which we just fucking talked about. Exactly. Thank you. Validation, okay. motherfuckers. Okay, so this is this is not just from two diehard fans, but this is the way we see things. And we and were just confirmed that that's how everybody yeah. else saw it too. And Even professional, you know, judges of their music. And we're not big on we're not music guy. I mean, like we love music, but we can know we hear something enough. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to all these albums. And when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I'm just like, holy shit. Dude, this whole week, Anthony was telling me how he's been playing Fortnite. Metallica did a collab with Fortnite. They have, you know, a guitar solo on there for one of their emojis uh, from from Metallica. It was the <laughs> second time they've done it. And then all week, Metallica shit has been popping up in our feeds and in our <laughs> on our Pandora's. Not that we didn't just engineer that, but... Yeah. In in music, movies, news, all that shit, Metallica's just been popping up lately. It's like this episode and the next one that we're doing was meant to be. Yeah. So okay. So uh, Welcome Home Sanitarium was based on Ken Kenzie's novel One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 
No shit. Which was the movie we had um Alfred Hitchcock, right? Oh no, it had Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, um Danny DeVito was in there? Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Holy shit, I gotta watch that again. Yeah, um with uh nurse nurse ratchet. <laughs> Yeah. What a name! Yeah. And turns out today when you say she ratchet, yeah, and it's, and conveys the thoughts of a patient unjustly caged in a mental institution. The song opens with the section of clean single strings and harmonics. The clean arpeggiatic main riff is played in alternating. Okay, that um, they lost me. That it's structured with alternating somber clean guitars and verses and distorted heavy riffs of the choruses. So fuck it, here's a song, Welcome Home, Sanitarium. <laughs> they put too many big words in there, Jenny. Yep. And it, and it, but it unfolds into an aggressive finale. It's it's this was I, I would say this was the predecessor for the idea that twenty years later they would do S and M. I got a feeling because they're 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 slowly getting into it. You might not see it at the time this album came out, but well, it, looking back, this, dude, hindsight is always twenty twenty, yeah. like Megadeth said. Yeah, yeah this, um, the, the structure follows pattern of power ballads that's set with Fade to Black, then... Fuck. What? What? Oh, okay. Wait, we haven't got there yet. Okay. I was like, oh, I was like, fuck, did I forget one of my favorite songs? <laughs> okay, I got scared. Okay, yeah. I got scared for a second. It, don't, don't be scared, boo-boo. I'm right here. <laughs> Daddy got you. Too many songs. I can't. I can't oh. fucking stop, dude. I can't stop. Yeah, and that's better than the first song. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. I fucking love Metallica. Either. Oh yeah. Um. <sighs> okay. 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 So no, fuck it. So pull up that Stranger Things, Metallica. You want to pull up the Stranger Things, Metallica? Oh. Or yeah. do you want to pull up the song? Well, no, pull up that clip, and then we can play the Simpsons clip. Okay. Then we'll play. Okay. So we'll do. We'll look up Stranger Things. So if you guys, I know Karina, you're a big Stranger Things fan. And if you guys are big Stranger Things, you know exactly what we're talking about. This is Eddie Munson getting down with some Metallica. 
Yeah, so we'll, we will play... Uh, we're not going to say the name, but we're just going to let him play a little bit, and then we go to the next clip. Yeah, we got to do the whole guitar solo. Yeah. So we'll lead off with, you know, this. Initiating phase three. Let's hope they hear this. Chrissy, this is for you. <laughs> did you watch this? I did. Oh, I fucking loved it. The demons start to hear it. Here demo, we go, baby. Yeah, demo bats. Did you know he actually practiced this song and learned from Metallica to do this bit? Oh, I got some background on this. Okay. Well, that'll be after we do the song. Okay. But now the writer strike is done. They can finally go, uh... Fuck the writers. Where are you going, Axie? Please tune into YouTube, our YouTube channel to see this. We gotta get to the guitar solo right here. Oh my god. Here we go. I love that riff right there. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, I fucking love that shit. Oh, my God. Okay, so, you know, Metallica made an appearance on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. <laughs> Let's see if I can bring up the one you're talking about. Is it this one with Otto? Yes. yes that one? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, like, it's only like a minute something. Let's see if I can. I gotta bring it up here. I gotta yeah, fucking. I didn't take any precautions. I didn't have time to get rid of YouTube with the ads, so I'm yeah. still working on that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it up here real quick. 
So for those listening on audio, you gotta tune into the video to see it, but you'll hear it right here. The radio, that'll drown them out. Ooh, disco, easy listening, <coughs> country western, world music, urban smooth, salsa fusion. <sighs> and then Metallica bus appears. Uh, Metallica. <laughs> Yes, you are. But that really is Metallica. No, I'm late for a gumdrop parade on Fufu Island. <laughs> oh. oh my god. What's up, Metallica? Need a lift? We don't take rides from strangers. I'm no stranger, remember this? Metallica rules! Oh yeah! Lars. Springfield Arena 97, row XX seat 64. I was about to quit Kurt. the band when I saw your lighter. Save me that night. So what are you waiting for? Hop in. Hop in what? Look at me. I'm Otto. I'm a hundred years old and I drive a school bus. Oh, man. Maybe me and Metallica could go splitsies on a cab. Hey, loser. We got a ride from a real fan. I used to sleep with <laughs> Lars's grandmother. <laughs> music again. It's worth it just for that one little clip. <laughs> oh my god, that was fucking awesome. Two of our favorite things, Simpsons and Metallica. What Dude. are the fucking odds that they did that? Oh my god, he goes, I used to sleep with Mark. Was great. Was fucking yeah. And then Robert Shahir is like, don't listen to our music again. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. Oh my god. That was the best. I don't remember ever seeing that episode. Holy shit! Oh my god, that was fucking awesome. So the uh, background of the song. The song is uh, Cliff Burton's favorite song on the album. He said when the album was released, as he said when the album was released, this song is the band's most famous popular song frequently played at concerts. Uh, According to Dave Mustaine, Lars Ulrich composed the song's opening riff while Mustaine was still a member of Metallica. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song, as Hetfield explains, deals pretty much with drugs, how much, how things get switched around. Instead of you controlling what you're taking and doing, it's drugs controlling you. Mm. So, here we go with... Get the fuck out of here. Oh, dude, uh, it's that fucking... Oh, my God, dude. It's the fucking fly. Yeah. Dude, he's constantly in here. Like, he's got all this space, and you want to get right in my motherfucking face. It's irritating as shit. Yeah. And it drives me fucking nuts. So, for our YouTube viewers, here's the official lyric video for Metallica's Master of Puppets.
dude, I'll keep going, man. You got to tell me uh, to stop, dude. Yeah, I, will, I, I will so keep going. Um, so, um, as this was Cliff Burton's uh, final album, he was with the band, uh, I think it would be appropriate if we play Orion. Uh, yep, I was just looking at that one, too. So, um, this is um, this is track seven, inter- entirely instrumental. Orion was written primarily by bassist Cliff Burton. Orion is a multi-part instrumental highlighting Burton's bass playing. Major- majority of the song was written by Burton, including the guitar solos. It opens with a fade-in bass section, heavily processed to resemble an orchestra. Continues with mid-tempo riffing and followed by the bass riff of half, at half tempo. Yeah, this is a lot of sh- So, uh, Burton arranged each each part of the middle section, which features a moody bass line and multi-part guitar har- harmonies. Orion contains two solos from Burton, one from Hetfield, and three from the group's lead guitarist, Kirk Hammett. Burton had originally intended to play all the solos on bass, but reluctantly gave up some, of the, gave up some to the band's two guitarists. So that's cool. He wasn't just didn't want to do just a song just by himself. Right, but he didn't want to give it up he reluctantly because he had this whole vibe, this whole flow going, so he had to find a spot where he could break it up. Something didn't sound right that he's like okay, he had to, he had to balance it, so I see I see yeah. what he did. Yeah. Okay, so let's just get into it. You're gonna have to tell me when to stop because I'm probably gonna want to play this whole fucking thing. Yeah. Orion. 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 Fucking name, name hammered. Da- named after the constellation. Due to its spacey-sounding bridge. Mm. You know, I saw a review on Orion's belt. There's only three stars. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, was, I, I was thinking um, uh, Men in dead, Black. Dead joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the galaxy's on Orion's belt. I'm fucking interrupting it. My bad. <laughs> <clears throat> I do hear a spacey type sound to it's it. It's that wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. the few songs they have with no lyrics. Video's recording. Oh no, it's still going. Okay. Oh. Scared me for a second. Um, yeah, I think that's. It's okay. an eight-minute song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just. 
I would totally, I'd totally um, override that whole fucking thing. Um, so, um, in September of 1986, while touring for this album, um, in Stockholm, the band's bus rolled off the road, and Cliff Burton was thrown through the window and killed instantly. Driver claimed it hit a patch of black ice, and others believed that he was either drunk, fell asleep at the wheel. Driver was charged with manslaughter, but was not convicted. The band returned to San Francisco and hired Flotsam Jetsam bassist Jason Newstead to replace Burton. Many of the songs that appeared on the band's next album were composed during Burton's career with the band. Now, Orion, after looking this up, um, after the death of Cliff Burton, the song became one of Lars Ulrich's favorite Metallica songs. Obviously, the emotional component of Orion with the cliff element and the whole metal piece obviously is is beautiful, so unique, unlike anything that obviously we had never done before or pretty much done ever since. And they said um they had played it oh um okay while turn out we that he passed uh after his death Metallica frontman James Hetfield had the notes from the bridge of the song tattooed on his left arm. Nice. Now, does it have anything in there about Cliff Burton and the Ace of Spades? That no, yeah, that because that was his card. Yeah, I'd have to actually look because I have this bottle yeah. opener right here. That's the Ace of Spades that I got at my buddy's wedding, mm-hmm. and it's always made me think of Cliff Burton and the Ace of Spades. Yeah, there was. I believe that was because they used to listen to um, Lemmy. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, no, I saw something that one of the songs was played at his because they were big fans of ario speedwagon right. but still are big fans of ario speedwagon and then lemmy yeah uh, what the... i saw some of that they played uh the song at his funeral really originally. yes hmm um that's the last one from this album huh yeah yeah i mean i mean unless you want to play battery uh we can <laughs> do you want to <sighs> I know, there's going to be songs we can't cover, and we want to cover every one of them, but we'd be here for fucking six yeah. months, dude. Yeah, so I think we should um, jump into the first album with uh, Jason Newstead. Okay. Which is, uh, and Kill Em All. Oh, and Justice For All. And I'm getting my albums, hey, the, and Kill Em All, well, might, might as well go back. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we'll we, kill we, all the songs. We go back and uh, talk about that album. <laughs> Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. Your sickness. You cough it all out. Cough, uh-huh. cough out that Zombrix. Oh, I'm in need of... Okay, so this was their third album with uh, Electra Records? No, I believe this is fourth. Oh, the second. Second with Electra. Second with Electra, yes. Because this is their fourth album. Correct, fourth album. And this was released August 25th, 1988. There's too many to pick from here. I mean, yeah. we have to do a shot on that one. Yep. I mean, yep. it was the fourth album, not the fifth album. My bad. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh, the fifth one too. <coughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You. You're right. That. That was. Yeah. Is on the fourth. Yes. I mean, we could take a shot to fucking the whole fifth album. <laughs> every song that we play off the. Are we gonna do every song on the fifth album? Oh, we can. I mean. Dead. It would be dead air by the halfway Dude, through. the video is just going to keep rolling. People yeah. are like, what the fuck are they doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> um, so this was the first Metallica album featuring Jason Newstead following Cliff Burton's passing away in 86. Cliff Burton 
posthumous co-writing credit on To Live Is To Die. As New said, followed bass lines Byrne had recorded prior to his death. So, so let's get the Cliff Burton tribute out. And let's so you want to do To Live Is To Die? To Live Is To Die. Okay, we'll get into that one. Do you want to play the whole song? I mean, are we going to play a whole song off of any of these? Because there's we're covering six albums this episode? Yeah, um, I think we may have to... This one's almost a ten-minute song. Ooh. I don't think we want to play the whole thing on that one. Um, I think we we'll just play maybe a few minutes of it. Yeah, we'll do uh, the standard one thirty to two minutes. Yeah, because a, a we're already facing certain penalties for playing this shit, but we do what the fuck we want, and this is our favorite band, so fuck everything. Yeah, and let's just do it. To live is to die by Metallica and Justice for All. And the uh, lyrics written on this album. The lyrics uh, written by James Hetfield, except for the spoken word section to To Live Is To Die, possibly attributed to Cliff Burton, as he adapted from four lines, Burton, up. It's one of my favorite songs off of here, too. Oh, yeah. I always loved it, but I never, like, knew the name of the song. I, I knew the other ones. Yeah. I mean, nine songs, and you got an hour, five minutes. Yeah. Here it comes, baby. That second guitar coming in. Yeah. I'm sorry to do it. I'm sorry to do it, but that's two minutes and thirty already. Oh yeah. I, I can't apologize enough for that. I can't. It, it, there's not enough time. Mm-hmm. We gotta. We gotta jump ahead. Yeah. No. Um. Just look at the lyrics from uh, just this this album. I mean, I mean, look. You have uh, Justice is Blind. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, they have a lot of political back backing on this whole album. You know, from different uh, the album title derived by last four words of the American Pledge of Allegiance. Three of its songs were released as singles: "Harvester of Sorrow," "Eye of the Beholder," and one entitled track "Injustice for All." 
Now, one is one of the most legendary fucking oh, songs oh, on we're there. Get, we're going to get into that one. Damn right we're going to get into that we one. better get into that one. <laughs> I'll kick you with my boots if we don't get into that one. Yeah, we're not real fucking Metallic fans. They don't talk about one. Exactly. Um, so, album title revealed in 88, uh, after the final word of the Pledge of Allegiance, lyrics address political legal injustice as seen through the prism of war and censored speech. Majority of the songs raise issues that differ from the violent re- retaliation of the previous releases. Uh, concern of the state of the environment, blackened, corruption, and justice for all, and blacklisting discrimination, shortest straw, are emphasized in, with traditional existential, existential themes. Issues such as freedom of speech and civil liberties, I the beholder, are presented with a grim, pessimistic point of view. One was officially nicknamed an anti-war theme anthem forced lyrics which portray the suffering of a wounded soldier. Dyer's Eve is a lyrical rant from Hetfield to his parents. Burton received co-writing credit on To Live Is To Die on the bass line as the medley is unused recordings Burton had performed prior to his death because the original recordings are not used on the track. The composition is credited as written by Burton and played by Newstead. Mm. Spoken word section of the song is erroneously attributed in its entirety to Burton in the linear notes. The first line is actual from the film Excalibur. When a man lies, he murders some part of the world. While the second line comes from Lord Fowl's Bane, a fantasy novel, these are the pale deaths which men miscall their lives. Second half of the speech all this I cannot bear to witness any longer. Cannot the kingdom of salvation take me home was written by Burton. Wow. There's a lot I didn't know about Burton. I'm a huge fan of his, but yeah, I, there's a lot that we're finding out. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, I... It, it's amazing how you don't sit down and do this homework and you're like, oh, I'm a fan, I'm a fan. But then all of a sudden you find out new shit and you're like, holy fuck, I didn't know that. But uh, we become more of a fan... Yeah, that's, you, you know, that's not going to change. It's only going to get worse for us as fans. I mean, better for us. I, oh, but I'm, I'm, we're going to get deeper as we, fans. Yeah, yes. See, exactly. Okay, so we started listening to them when we were teenagers. Yeah. We didn't know all this, you know, political bullshit. We didn't know about a lot of this stuff. Um, <laughs> was that good or what? Yeah, that was good. That sounded good. Okay, so... Here's our toast to the song Blackened with Blackened Whiskey made by Metallica. Cheers, brother. Oof. We are getting fucked up. Oof. That one had a little heat behind it. Sweet baby Jesus. There's so many damn songs on this album. We gotta pick and choose. Um,
Oh my god, I gotta stop. I gotta stop it. Yeah. I gotta have some self-control here. I don't know. I, I want to play the whole fucking song, but damn it. Yeah. Uh, I guess we have... <sighs> uh, I guess we have one last song on this album. You want to do the Dyer's Eve one? No. Oh, you, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Last one song on this album. <laughs> Pick up on the social cue, motherfucker. <laughs> I okay. hear you. I hear so, you, boo boo. Okay, so they performed this song on the 31st annual Grammy Awards show broadcast in Los Angeles in 1989. The next year, the song won a Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance, first ever to win in that category. This was Metallica's. First Grammy win. All that work, all that time, all that blood, sweat, and tears, and they finally get a Grammy. Yeah. And this came out in '89. And um, okay, so if you know a big Metallica fan, you you, you know one. The video for the song was introduced, uh, was shot in black and white, and it's intercut with scenes from a 1971 anti-war film. Correct. Johnny got his gun. Yes. Due to routinely being required to pay royalty fees to continue showing the music video, Metallica bought the rights to the film. <laughs> Genius! The video was ranked at number one on MTV soon after its introduction. Of course. And this, I mean, I, lo- I love this album to death, but this is probably definitely my favorite song off there. And this is another almost eight-minute song, so we'll we'll play as much as we can. Oh, you may have to cut through like three minutes before we actually get into the song. <laughs> yeah, I if, can I can zoom through and see. Oh yeah, see yeah, it's oh, yeah. It's there's that the whole video. video. Oh fuck me. You yeah, it's it's diced up between there. You see that? Uh, you don't have the, just the audio. I can I can try and pull up just the audio. Let me see if I can do that real quick. Oh no, from uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm gonna see if I can just pull up. The yeah, audio. So oh, yeah, oh, that's thought, the that's the video. Oh, I thought you had the whole albums there. This is the whole album, but the the one song that we want to listen to is a fucking video. Yeah, so I I'm gonna have to just find just the audio and oh, yeah. do that. So <laughs> you want to just start it? Oh, uh, just want to just skip ahead of like maybe two minutes. Two minutes? I don't know if two minutes is enough. It might be. Well, I'll go to 151 and see what it does. Nope, we're gonna have to back it up. Yeah. Uh, you have to do some editing on that one. Then. Nah, fuck it. Um, I. I how am I gonna? It's Metallica. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it, dude. I'm not, d- dude. I got. We're probably gonna be here for three fucking hours. So. <laughs> I'm not editing shit. Can we what? just can we just do a whole episode on the the fifth album? <laughs> we should, but I can't me neither. That would be cool. Do the fifth album, a whole episode, and then maybe a third.
I will. You gotta play the section that I'm thinking of. I know. You tell me when, because I'll listen to the whole fucking oh, song. I know, we do. Just, uh, I know exactly what you're thinking. Uh, if you told me to write a greatest hits... Dude, we're here for at least three hours. Let's just fucking go with it. Yeah, if you told me to write the greatest hits, I would put every fucking single song on it. Here we go. Here it comes. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> I, I just, you know what? I, I've seen, I've seen um, YouTube videos where they have um, rabbi scholars, Islamic scholars, tons of different people who've done reaction videos to this song, mm. and they've had a translator there describing a war-torn hero with his. He lost his eyesight. He lost his uh. limbs, and now he's trapped in this body. 
Um, for those of you who, who get on YouTube and look up reaction videos, look up the, uh, there's a Islamic priest dude who sits through the whole video and gives his reaction to it. And then there's a group of Islamic dudes, or not Islamic, but um, Jewish rabbi dudes or something like that. And they give their reaction video to this. And it's a very in-depth song talking about, you know, saving your soul and God waking you up from this this tomb of sightless soundless reaction to all of this stuff in the war-torn body and it's an amazing reaction video very insightful yeah you're gonna have to send me the link to that and, uh, dude it is really good yeah um I'll, i will definitely send you the link to this yeah, it's an absolute yeah. awesome reaction video yeah so i mean looking up uh this um on this one song um for the first 20 seconds of the song this series of sound effects with the battle theme artillery barrage helicopter heard and continuously, continue slightly over the clean tone guitar intro by Hetfield before Kirk Hammett comes in over the top with the clean tone solo. Uh, then, of course, you know, if you know the song, you know, you hear the drums and they start going harder, harder. And uh, James Hetfield said in an interview in 1991, I've been fiddling around with the BG modulation for a long time. The idea of the opening came from a Venom song called Buried Alive. The kick drum machine gun part near the end wasn't written with the war lyrics in mind. It just came out that way. We started that album with Mike Klink as producer. It didn't work out that so well. So we got Fleming, uh, Rasuman, to come over to save our asses. The song starts off with a soft melodic setting. Develops through multiple sections into heavier, faster, speed metal sounds. Leading up to the tapping solo by Kirk Hammett and dual guitar section by Hammett and Hetfield. Wow. So, now are we ready for this next album? I am so fucking ready. I've been drooling for this fucking album. Let's fucking go. Oh, I want to oh. touch every fucking song in this album because yeah. this, this album sets up the precedence for a triple Pete continuation story on that unforgiven song and the most american song on there don't tread on me fucking everything dude everything this whole album is front to back this is more of an album that i've listened to front to back than i did the countdown to extinction album that megadeth put out this one right here is what started my complete and utter fascination for metallica in infatuation, I'm a huge, I'm more than a fan, I'm a fucking fanatic. This album started it all. Yes. People that I know who don't normally listen to metal love this album. Yes. It is absolutely the most legendary album they've ever put out. Some some of my best friends that they didn't know who Metallica was, but they knew songs from this album. Dude. When, I, when I played it for them, like, oh, who is that? Oh, that's Metallica. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah, I know the song. There's blind, there's blind, bald, pygmy children in New Guinea that know who Metallica is because of this fucking album. It's like it's like Michael Jordan or Jimi Hendrix. You know who the fuck this is. So this is Metallica now. Metallica. 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 There's gonna be a cow with a Metallica fucking Metallica star on it out there in a cornfield eating. Hey, you know she designed that. That should be that would be fucking tight. We should do that. I, I'm gonna design that and put that on a t-shirt and a sweatshirt. Yeah. So this uh, definitely, I w- it was probably see the album came out in '91. 
I probably heard it for the first time in 92, 93. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Jerry was home uh, from fires. And so, you know, he'd get a new car and, you know, get a new system. He's like, oh, here, listen to this. Yeah. And this is going to be the song that you're about to play because this is the first song. This is the first song I heard, I too. I ever heard. This is the first song I heard, too. This song, when I was living at my mom's house, I was in, was it junior high? It was right before we met. Mm -hmm. And my buddy Jason, who was... Uh, living at his aunt's house, and his aunt and my mom became friends. And he came. He said, "Hey, come over. I got something I want to show you." And he used to put on this album. He put on this song. And ever since that moment, I was, I was a fan. I was entranced. It was. Mm. I couldn't take it anymore. It was so all I could think about. So the album is titled Metallica, but everybody knows it as the Black the Album. Black Album. Right. So. It, it it just there's not enough to say about it. it yes. When you when I had a, I had the T-shirt of this, mm -hmm. it was the song that defined everything for me, and I couldn't get enough of it. It so, was absolute magic for me. So and here we go with Inner Sandman by Metallica. Play the whole fucking thing. Shot motherfucking man. 
Into song. Not yet. I want one. Not yet. I want one. You gotta wait. I ain't gotta wait. You ain't gotta wait. Give me a fucking shot, bitch. On the next one. Alright. But I'll have her ready. on this album were written by James Hetfield. Dude, this song, Going to Sleep, the the biblical lyrics, yeah. the, the whole fucking thing. Dude. Now it's just, down to and, sleep. Then, and then Off to Never Neverland, like Peter mm. Pan and yeah. shit, and just fucking, I loved it, dude. You know, when I, was, when I was a kid, when I was younger, you know, my mom would always come upstairs, you know, say my prayers before bedtime. Right, right. And that was the one that I always knew. Now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah. And then I hear this, I'm like, oh, wait, mom used to say that to me. <laughs> but then when I got older, and then, no, it's totally different. Well, when I did it, I when I heard this song, I was catching the um, Peter Pan references, mm-hmm. the inner Sandman, you know, the Sandman puts you to sleep references. Yeah. I was I, it just, it was such a fucking... Hook. Yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't escape it, dude. It see, had it's, me. Is this it's way like you no know, people like hear song? You know, you hear one, you hear one thing. I'm thinking from my childhood and my mom was going through. You know, right, and that's a different perspective. Mem- memories from when I was little. My mom, you know, this kneeling on, you know, like that old, you know, kneeling down, you know, on your bed before you get into bed and saying your prayers, and say your prayers, then hop into bed and mom give me a kiss of forehead and I'd go to bed. Because before, when you go to sleep, there's no scientific reason that scientists have found out why we need sleep, uh-huh. but there is. Um, a biblical sense to it that when you sleep, 
it's almost like you're dying, but then you wake, you're, you're waking from like a slumber. Mm-hmm. And there's a biblical reference to that. So like when Anthony's mom gave birth to him, she passed away on the table and they brought her back. And when she woke up, it was like she w- was waking up from, you know, a big nap. Like a dream. Yeah. But she had literally died on the table and they brought her back with this oxygen suit and stuff like that. It was the craziest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, and she came back from like, you know, like the Sandman had taken her to sleep or something. Yeah, so are these the actual, like, album songs? Yeah, yeah, these okay. are album songs, yeah. So, the history of this next one, which is my my favorite fucking song on this whole album. Really? Um, Kirk Hammett said his solo was a last-minute improvision of raw emotion after ideas came with, at the studio, ended up not working. Please, as a result, Hammett said it was a starting point for him playing less scripted solos in future songs. Ulrich explained that the band wanted to try something new of the idea of a ballad. Instead of the standard melodic verse, heavy chorus, as evidence of their previous ballads, Fade to Black, Welcome Home, One, the band opted to reverse the dynamic with heavy, distorted verses and a softer, melodic chorus played with undistorted electric and acoustic guitars. The opening section contains percussive instruments performed by Ulrich. And also a small amount of keyboards. Hmm. Now, is this one going in order? No. This, Which one are we going to? This is a uh, go-to up. That one? Yes, sir. All right. This That's... is my this is my favorite song of all time. This one, this one led to a three-peat. Yes. A three, I, what a threequel instead of well, a. Well, this, it's a sequel song. Well, this is the origin song. This, this is the original. Two is a sequel, but I don't know what you would call three because it sounds nothing like the first two. That's true, and they changed the they changed it every time they did it. Yeah, but they reference it. They didn't tie too much to the original. Like when you watch a sequel and like Boondock Saints original, yeah. absolutely legendary movie. Oh yeah, I love it. And then you watch part two, and you're like, okay, they referenced a whole lot from part one. It's almost not its own movie, but it is its own movie. Yeah. So when they did these sequels. And they did it across albums. It was not a homage to the original, but it did reference the original. But it was a new line of homage. Uh, homage, you know, paying tribute to the original of the Oma- song. Homage. 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 Tomato. Tomato. Potato. Potato. Yeah, you know, I like fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, you got my fucking mind spinning now. I gotta go fucking take linguistics class. Here, this is Unforgiven. But that's a black album, you motherfucker, I swear to God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, you gotta kinda keep it light and I, I yeah, well you got me there. Oh that's funny though. Yeah.
Too much into it, I forgot all about it. Yep. You pick the next one off this album. Yes. Oh, yes. I get to pick the next one. Okay. Now, if you want to show our YouTube video uh, viewers. The, our liner notes? Yeah, liner notes. For the Black Album. Let's I see have, if I can. I got to get up and. Yeah. See if you can. Let's see. I'll have to make the video bigger so y'all can see it. Okay, yeah, so if you can see my shitty handwriting, <laughs> um, I wrote down songs for the fourth, first four albums, but when you come down to Metallica Black Album... It's I, just a Black Album. It's just a Black Album, because I know this was going to be our longest segment in this whole episode. See, now that's how I know you're you're getting into this groove of being the writer, because you're... you're, you're you've, you're fulfilling your purpose. You were born to do this part because this is the, both our favorite album of all time, and and we actually had a bet on one of these songs. I think it was this one where he is known, you know. And you said the lyric is he is known, and I had the album, and I said no, it's he is something, and I had a different word for it, and we bet like a dollar or 50 cents or some shit because we didn't have shit for money oh, but we bet on it and, we and i said and we were on the phone and it was one of the times where we were talking the whole fucking time i went and grabbed the album pulled out the label looked at it and there was this bit of silence and i specifically remember you saying well what does it say then and i was like shut the fuck up i'll have your money tomorrow or something like that <laughs> I remember that specifically because we bet on the lyrics of it, and you're like, no. And this see, was before the internet, and you knew the lyric before I did. See, this is, you because know, I listen to the song so much, and you know, I do have a story to go. When we get through this album, if we ever get through this fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there is so many to pick from here. So we've I, gone through Inner Sandman, we've gone through Unforgiven. I think I'm going to pick... Um, Oh my God! Um, oh yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna pick the most American song. I think that's on this album. Don't I think, tread on me. Don't tread on me. It's it's one of the. Oh, it's just got such energy. Yeah. It's got it embodies the the uh, Gadsden snake that's on the cover, which, which you can barely see on the original album. Which it's that my brother has that tattoo. Does he really? Yes. Dude, I might have to go get a matching tattoo with him. Yeah, uh, Jerry, uh, if you listen, um, 
Uh, you can email us or text me the picture of your tattoo. And uh, we'll put it on our Instagram. Yeah, and it says uh, Don't Tread on Me. Yeah, so here we go with Don't Tread on Me by Metallica. some of this stuff. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs off there, yeah. but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Yeah. Um, the, <sighs> the lyrics reference American revolutionary Patrick Henry's quote, give me liberty, give me death. With the line, liberty or death that we so proudly hail. The lyric, to secure peace is to prepare for war, reference to the Latin adage, Si vis pasem para barom. If you want peace, prepare for a war. The lyrics containing rattlesnake imagery are inspired by Benjamin Franklin's essay suggesting the rattlesnake is a good symbol of the American spirit. And the reason I picked this song is today is the honorary holiday of Veterans Day, but tomorrow is the actual day of Veterans Day. Mm, yeah. So this is the most American song on there, and it's... I'm definitely getting the snake tattoo on me. I'm getting the Metallica star tattooed on me. Huge fan of this song. Absolutely legendary. My grandpa served in World War II, so he prepared so was for my war. Father. Yeah. He was on beaches of Normandy, all that shit. He did that shit. Mm. So, 
James Hetfield said the song was a reaction to the anti-establishment tone of their album and Justice for All. This is the other side of that. America is a fucking good place. I definitely think that, and that feeling came about from touring a lot. You find out what you like about certain places, and you find out why you live in America, even if it's all bad, fucked up shit. It's still the most happening place to hang out. That is straight quote from James Hatfield. Holy fuck. (laughs) So, you know what this flag represents? I'm holding up, for those on audio, I'm holding up a black American flag. You know what this represents? This is the black American flag that they flew during a particular war. If you want to look it up, look up black American flag. And it it means no quarter. That means anybody who enters this house, anybody who comes to uh, Mm -hmm. inflict harm... I take no prisoners. So, Hatfield also said, Don't tread on me. I love this song that shocked a lot of people because everyone thought it was pro-war when they thought we were anti-war. And all we're doing is writing songs. We're not standing politically on any side. Don't tread on me. It's just one of those don't fuck with us songs. And obviously referencing the flag and the snake and what it meant. That is all tied into the Black Album and the snake icon on the album cover. And I think it's great to play the song live. We're over here in Europe playing it, and people aren't appalled by the songs. We haven't played it in Iraq or Iran yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till that fucking day. Oh, I'll shit. probably buy a fucking ticket. Okay, so that was Don't Tread On Me. And oh, oh yes. my God, there's so many more songs we could go through. I wonder, your grandpa was in World War II? Yes. I wonder if our grandpas knew each other or fought side know. by side. No, I don't know where he... I know grandpa was out on the U-boats or something. Out in Because he was Navy. Mm-hmm. So he was out on the boats, but he lied about his age. You know, a lot of cats did that when because it was a very patriotic time when he enlisted. So, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people right now that don't have faith in this country, and they they're yeah. pieces of shit. So fuck them. Yeah, and uh, you know he was. I don't know. I really didn't talk to him about it much, but I knew. Yeah, that. because real real motherfucking gangsters, real motherfucking soldiers, don't talk <sighs> about that shit. Oh yeah, well, my cousin was in uh, Afghanistan, and you know, we. Definitely don't talk about that. Yeah, you don't, but, you don't, you don't speak about the things because there's, there's a whole fucking <laughs> internal struggle and battle with that whole yeah. shit. Yeah. Then with uh, my grandpa, um, you know, he got hurt at I don't know, I think twenty one, something like that. Uh, beam fell on his back, and he was going through all the problems, you know, up till uh, he passed. Um, there's so uh, I got to go with their second ballad off of this album. Which is definitely going to be my wedding song if I ever get married one of these days. <laughs> I'm going to take a guess. It's holier than thou? No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about, asshole. So, before, okay, Lee Singer and Rhythm Tart, okay, James Hetfield wrote the song, credited to Hetfield and Ulrich, in 1990 while on tour. When Hetfield was bumming out, about being away from home. Initially, the song was not meant to be released, as Hetfield had written it for himself, And but after drummer Lars Ulrich heard it, it was considered for the album. Hetfield initially had res- reservations about presenting the song to the band, 
I thought that Metallica could be four of us. These are songs about destroying things, headbanging, bleeding for the crowd, whatever it is. As long as it wasn't about chicks, fast cars, even though that's what we liked. The song was about a girlfriend at the time and turned out to be a pretty big song. It was one of four demo songs recorded by the band on August 13th, 1990. So here we go with Nothing Else Matters. Song. You know how many times I've listened to this song? I've listened to this song more than I've Unforgiven. Yes, exactly. This song has gotten me through so many hard times. Yeah, me too. I've yet to listen to this song in my car yet. Oh, dude, you can't drive listening to this song. Oh. Well, I'm still trying to get through the last album. <laughs> I do my research through the music. Mm-hmm. And I learn as I look up shit. I don't just say And nothing else matters Trust I seek and I find in you Every day for us something new Open mind for a different view It's really because I'm on camera, but when I'm in my car, I can do this. No matter how far. I think I've done this karaoke. Hear this or understand, man. Forever trusting who we are. And nothing else matters. I don't know. That's our Ready Player You uh, shitty karaoke. <laughs> um, oh, fuck, dude. I was ready to listen to that whole song until I heard you start oh, talking. I was like, oh, shit, I should probably fade it out. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking um, maybe one more song, and then we can go into the final album. You rat fucking bastard. We're covering every fucking song. 
Are we going through every song? Every fucking song. This is the fucking legendary album okay, that got us oh, into this so shit. This you is sack re- of shit. We're doing every fucking so song. So this is our remix album. We're, we're not going in order. We're jumping around. But then what the fuck ever. We're covering every fucking song. Oh, then the struggle within. Damn fucking right we are. Motherfucker shit. Well, we're all with that. There's always a struggle within. Amen to that. Is there a synopsis on this one? Because I got some thoughts that nope. could... Nothing? Nope. Nothing. My my theory is that this is a, a, a song about, you know, internal thoughts and demons and things that you overcome in life. Yeah, this is when, you know, they're drinking, they're partying a lot and being away from families. So there's a struggle to, um, you know, shit... You know, maybe cheating on their old ladies, you know, on their wives, whatever drugs. internal demons you're dealing with, that you're, you're, it's the struggle inside that you don't speak about to everybody because you know nobody cares about me knows and nobody knows about me cares and shit uh, like that. I've, I've gone through these definitely. Yeah. So here we go with you know the struggle within, which is a marching band intro. Yeah. There's, there's no nothing on this one, huh? Huh? See, now, like, I, I know, I listen to Slipknot, how Corey Taylor kind of do that fast, rotten, like, kind of almost like a rap sound. Yeah. That's what I hear off of James right here. Yeah, he really fucking is like, spitting on this mic. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a rap. Dude. Yeah, he is just fucking, he just, just lashing the fuck out on this one. Yeah. He says the struggle within you'll seal your own coffin. That's basically like he's saying to me. It's like he's saying if you don't, if you suicide. Don't, what's that? Like almost a borderline suicide. It's well, like you either yeah. want to go, like either jump off the cliff or you don't. Well, that to me, it's like if you don't stop the things that you're addicted to or the the demons that are trying to overcome you. If you don't rise above them. You're going to seal your own coffin and succumb to those demons, and basically you're going to seal your own fate, and that's the end of you, Jackson. Yeah. You know? that That's what that screams at me, but I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong. I don't. Well, you know, see, like we said, no, everybody's just 
Yeah, it's own interpretation, you know, yeah. it's perception. Art yeah. is art it, is it, subjective. It's, yeah, it's, a, you know, that struggle is like, you know, it could be anything, you know, it could be a job, it could be a woman, it could be, you know, just living life in general, you know, you go it through could, stress and just... Yeah, it could you, be how you feel you're performing as a father or a... Or a, a a husband or it doesn't matter or you know it doesn't matter and the way you perceive yourself and you try and you know be the best person you can but then there's that like you said there's that side that nobody will see yeah and then and then on top of that this album is like it's got so many levels to me like the deeper you think about it the more it, it relates to your life or to to your budget or whatever the fuck you're going through mm-hmm. the, the deeper you research it the more it, it, you get into it this album has more meaning to me than any other album they've ever put out. But this, this, I mean, this, this, I, ha- I definitely have a least favorite song of this album, and I have a top favorite song of this album. Uh, my this, top, my top favorite being Inner Sandman because that's what hooked me in. But it's not the song I listen to the most. But my least favorite song in here is the God That Failed because it's almost defaming God. It's the other side of the coin when you pray for the your soul to keep and all that the lord for your soul to keep this side is the god that failed on there is the other side of that coin you know they don't just play one side they they look at both angles it's a it's a different perspective perspective that's the word i'm looking for thank you so okay so play the song and we got something for it okay yeah we'll get into it here in just a second after we get these fucking <laughs> these these commercial break ads, if you will, I didn't I didn't take any advice I was given by Timmy. He goes, "You know how to hack this shit. You know how to get around the ads." I'm like, "Yeah, there's just not a whole lot of time to do it sometimes." So I I just I failed in getting that taken care of, but I do have a way around it. Oh, well, maybe once we make some money, we can just <laughs> we'll just yeah, there's something we'll have, we'll pay for an editor or something i don't know <laughs> but here we go with the god that failed is the other side of that religious <laughs> coin if you will <clears throat> Now, this one talks about him being on the cross, the nails getting driven in, all kinds of stuff. It's a very, very graphic song if you picture it in your mind. Mm. Oh. Yeah, hold on to it till the end so we can hear it all. Okay, so my thoughts on this one is that 
He hears faith in your cries. God sees faith in your eyes. And you never hear the discouraging cries. That's You never hear discouraging lies, things like that from the devil. You don't hear that you're not listening to the devil. You're focusing on God. But then the devil comes in and says, follow the God that failed. Go ahead. Go ahead. Follow the God that it's not there for you right now. He's trying to deceive you and the deepening nail because obviously a God can be killed and things like that. But that was the son of God. That was Jesus. There was a whole different... It depends on how you unpack it, but there is a different side of this coin. It's almost like heaven and hell are fighting each other on this song. The more I listen to it, the more I learn more about it. Now, I know based on your reaction, you've found something about this song, so give it to me. Wow, yeah, this is, uh, this, this is pretty heavy. Um, and, no, I'm, and after reading the meaning and hearing what the lyrics are, like, holy fuck. I've, I've been listening to Metallica since, uh, you know, I was like 10, 11 years old. And, and I, I knew the album. And once we get through all these songs, I do have a little something to talk about this whole album. Because this did get me through a really rough part in my life. Uh, but, okay, so the composition recording, uh, James Hetfield described the song as very nice, slow, heavy, and ugly. Lead guitarist Kirk Hammett recalls the inception of the solo in the song as this whole thing worked out but didn't fit because the lead was too bluesy for the song, which was characterized by really heavy riffing and chording. According to Hammett, he and producer Bob Rock, who this was the first time that he produced their album, and he was with them till... Until after some kind of monster and they brought him back for Death Magnetic. Yes, yes. So this that's is, what that's what that's so for those who listen to Metallica religiously, no pun intended. Sorry about that if there was a pun there. Um, that's why I went through Saint Anger and all these others before I forget because we're going to cover that in the next episode. Uh, that's the reason when you heard after Reload, you heard this like disappearance of their sound, their, their iconic yeah. sound. They disappeared somehow, but they were still producing albums. And then when Death Magnetic, Magnetic came back, That's what they brought in you, heard, you heard the difference yeah. in their producer and their yeah. director. Yeah. So, um, together they composed a melody which Hammett wanted to play harmony. So, so meaning behind the song. Central theme of the song is faith and human re- reliance on it. And of unrewarded belief in a God that fails to heal. The lyrics and song material are inspired by Hetfield's anguish over the circumstances surrounding his mother's death. She died of cancer after refusing medical attention, solely relying on her belief in God to heal her. Hetfield felt that she, had she not followed her Christian science beliefs, she could have survived. That that hits so close to home, dude, because I was literally on the phone when Anthony's mom passed with the doctor. I was on the phone with the doctor in the room when she passed, and they had cameras in the trucks for insurance purposes with audio not recording. And I, when I was on the phone and I heard it flatline, and he said she had just left us, she had just passed... I absolutely lost my shit and beat the fuck out of the inside of this brand new truck. I mean, I beat the living fuck out of it. I don't know how my hands weren't broken. I beat the fuck out of this truck. And it was absolutely insane. And she 
she had two types of cancer and all kinds of stuff. And I usually don't talk about this stuff. I don't know why I'm doing it now, but this song brought that out of me. And it took me to a new level that I didn't realize was there till just now. When I was given my interpretation and you read the synopsis of it, it fucking hit me hard. Yeah. So that's a fucking new level right there. See, like I said, we always say, you know, there's, you, you can interpret it. And unless they give you a straight... What, what, their, what, what their vision was what is yeah but i think that's you know if we didn't know this you know you probably would have hated the song forever well i didn't hate it i definitely no, saw the, not, the, the not, not like it as much as the other yeah it was still it's still my least favorite song because of now definitely the emotions it would draw out of it next time i listen to the whole fucking thing which will probably be right after we're done recording but um yeah it took me to a different level whether you want to go up or down with that level, that's yeah. interpreted by you. It definitely took me to a deeper understanding of this song and the meaning behind it because now, sometime in the future, when Anthony sits back and listens to these episodes and he hears this part of the episode, it just, I don't know how to tell him how much I love him and how much I did everything I could to be there for his mother. I don't break very often, but this, we got to stop talking about it because I'm about to fucking break. Yeah. So, oh, pick the next fucking song. Jesus uh, Christ. Oh, oh, once we get through this the whole album, I'm going to break. Um, okay, so we went through Inner Sandman, uh, Sad But True. Uh, Holier Than Thou, did we go through? I don't know. We didn't go through that one. That was the one I was joking about, if you ever get married. So oh, we, yeah. We can jump into that one. That's no yeah. problem. But um, is there a synopsis on this one at all? No. Uh, the last few... Oh, oh, no, what? Let's go through... Uh, or if you already have it going? No, I don't have anything going yet. Oh, I'm just I'm just kind of goofing around with the video settings because I was hoping you were going to find a synopsis on it. No, um, you know what? Yeah, let's play uh, Holier Than Thou and then um, let's go to the ones that don't have... That don't have what? Um, synopsis on them. Okay, well, we're going to get through the whole album at least, but uh, I definitely want a shot right now. You know, we still have another episode to do. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to it. Oh, then there's bottles on you. <laughs> Deal. Deal. It's uh, on record. Deal. I, I was hoping to go through half of this for this we'll, episode. We will. Okay, then we will. about to put the cork in my shot glass. <laughs> so you know my mother let me let me turn the, hold on let me turn the volume down on the song so you know my mother yeah religious to the fullest right so well you know she didn't let me listen to secular music that was that was a crazy bit of fuckery right there because 
she did not appreciate anything we appreciate. I remember you hiding a Mac 10 album in oh, your sock drawer. Singles. Singles. The singles. From Holy the, shit. Yeah, you got, got, got from the Source magazine. When you used to get cassette tape singles uh-huh. in the fucking magazine with the plastic packaging, you hid that shit in your sock drawer Back, and you, you, know, had you played ba- Backyard Boogie. Backyard Boogie, yep. Yeah, was it? I remember. <laughs> and he was talking about, you know, all kinds of chicks and enough cock to go oh, around yep. and all that shit. You know, there's plenty of dudes versus women ratio. Uh-huh. I mean, the, all the references were there. And, and dude, I remember um, the hottest chick in your life at that time, the superstar, you were uh, in, absolutely in love with Mariah Carey. <laughs> I remember that. You were absolutely in love with Mariah Carey. Oh I don't remember God. who I was fucking all goo-goo-gaga over at the time. Oh I can't remember. God. But I remember you were all in love with Mariah Carey. And we discovered at that time, it came out in Source Magazine or something, that she had every everybody she did a rap song with or a compilation oh, album with. She did she, a song with the old dirty bastard. Yeah, and she was blowing everybody apparently, and she had to be taken to the hospital and get all kinds of semen pumped out of her stomach. No, that, that wasn't Mariah Carey. Yeah, that was Mariah no, Carey. Who, Mar- okay, who the fuck was it? That then? was Little Kim. No, that yes, was Mariah Carey. It was Lil Kim. Look it up. It was Lil Kim. Look it up, laptop boy. Look this, it up. This is fucking Metallica, and not fucking who got come pumped out of her fucking stomach. <laughs> No, I don't well, Okay, we go off the cuff, she went off the cuff. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> How's that for R-rated? Fuck that word. <laughs> X-rated. <laughs> Shit, that's like fucking... I remember it specifically because you were in love with Mariah Carey, and then she was like... No. I, I remember thinking, when she got all that pumped out of her stomach, we got a chance. No, no it was little Kim. You're hey, sure? Yes, because she was fucking uh, Notorious B.I.G. and all yeah, those motherfuckers. But Mariah Carey has notoriously been, had, no pun intended on B.I.G., but that was the story, is that she had been no, hospitalized. No, no, no uh, not Mariah Carey. Look look it up real quick. No, uh, this is Metallica I, shit. Fuck her. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> well that, apparently that's the subject. All right, so um, uh, uh, Cheeky Baby, uh, Timmy, Karina... Email us, remind <laughs> us, and we'll go off this shit next season. Oh, but, my uh, God. This is uh, our Metallica episode. So. <laughs> uh, I couldn't help it. That was just the time I remember all of this was going on. Yeah. And uh, Karina, for the record, I was never a big uh, Mariah Carey fan. So. Fucking liar. And if you tell uh, Ruben that, um, yeah, I'm not buying I'm not liar. I swear to God. I, I bet my fucking life on it he was. You hear his laugh reaction. He was in love with Mariah Carey. Karina, I will hide those shots from you, so... Hilu? Be nice. Hilu? No, the hi- hide the shots. Oh, hide the shots. Hide the shots. She knows what I'm about. You don't know the, you don't know the, the investigation <laughs> skills of women, apparently. No, they're not at my work. Okay, so we only got a few... We- <laughs> Suck of shit, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay, so we only got a few songs left on this album. There's uh, a Wolf and Man, Through the Never... Wherever okay, may I roam? Okay, a Wolf of Man. You want to do a Wolf of Man? That, that one, I, I I love this song. I mean, I mean, you know, this whole album I've I've listened through religiously, and I, I don't think I've listened to any other album as much as I have to this one. That's what I'm saying. I did the it's, same fucking thing. Um, uh, besides, load and reload, maybe not even. 
Okay, let me think here. Master no, of Puppets or no, or no, Ride any, the Lightning? No, any album that I've ever had. Any oh, had. No, no matter of genre. This is the, the one I've listened to the most. I, I, I have to say the same fucking thing. I mean, as much as I love Slipknot and St. Clown Posse. This uh, one, this one, no, no political pun intended, trumps them all. This, yeah, this is, this is my. This is a go-to. It's my, a staple. This is my all-time favorite. Al- I can really say that. This is my all-time favorite album of all time. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it just fucking ranks. It, it, it's right up there. It's well, tippy bit, top of the list. For me, there's a lot of emotion behind it, too, so that, I think, makes it stronger for me as a person. Exactly, dude. There's just for nothing else, else matches this album. Yeah, so let's go with uh, Wolf and Man. So I always thought, was this, like... I thought it was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. Well, I was thinking of a Wolfman transition. Like... A werewolf in Paris? No, well, well he, he was wolf, the original Wolfman. Oh. So, you know, he was original, he was a man, got bit by a werewolf, and he shaped shifts. Oh, that's a perspective I didn't think about. Okay, well, let me hear it. Hold on. I'm gonna look up lyrics for this. Okay. Back to the meaning. Life. Now he doesn't mention the title of the song until the end, but when he says "Harvest the Moon" and 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 talking about the brisk morning air yeah. and, and getting into his fucking you know feeling I've been you know roaming the land while you sleep, all yeah. that stuff is like. It happens as transformation at night, you know, feeling I've been, things like that. Like he's got memories of like, where, how did I end up here? You know, when they transform from yeah. back from wolf to man, you, there's this whole like, did I hurt anybody? He's taken to the fallen lamb because he's got to eat. His primal urge is hunger. All that, all yeah, that shit. Yeah, the nose to the wind, feeling I've been, move swift, Earth's gift. Because it's all natural. It, it, it's. He, he's primal. He's unbridled hunger and furious anger wow. and, and swiftness because he's got speed and strength. So we probably won't go more into the song, but like the rest of the lyrics. Yeah. Um, now I feel a change back to a better day. Simpler time. Hair stands on the back of my neck. Shape shift. Wilderness is the preservation of the world. So seek the wolf in thyself. Your inner courage. Shapeshift, nose to the wind. Shapeshift, feeling I have been. Moose swift, all senses clean. 
Earth's gifts back to the meaning, back to the meaning of wolf and man. So there's like a double meaning there somewhere. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's like, he's got his primal instincts. He's got his nose to the wind. He's got keen senses. He's, he's very in tune with nature. He, he's, he's, it's a simpler time because all he knows is hunger, speed, and the, the killing of the fallen lamb to, to satisfy that hunger. So there's all this natural, unbridled, pure fucking hunger and speed and, and uncanny strength to get what he desires. 30 fucking years ago, I would never thought... This is my favorite album of all time. I didn't know half this fucking shit. Well, see, that's the difference in wisdom. And, in, you know, the feeling you've been is the transformation he was going through. You know, all senses clean. He's got a fresh start every time he does it. He doesn't remember what he did the night before or whatever. It's a Dr. and Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. At the same time, it's a wolf and man because he transforms into a wolf. He's swift. It's in the middle of the night, a full moon. Uh, you know, he feels a change coming. Like, he can tell it's happening. The and he has no Jr. Con- yeah, and he has no control over it. It's, it's... The animal There's so many... There's levels to this fucking album, bro. That's what I've been saying. There's so much to it. Let's hear some more. Um... Oh, I thought we were going to the next song. Oh, you said you want to go into some more. Oh, I mean, no, I made the thing when it goes to the next song. <laughs> um, well, they did make a little short movie on this song. Really? So I might as well do that. A short movie? How long is a short movie? Uh, Through the Never. Y'all might just have to look to how long is it, though? Does it say? No, this is a actual no clip on it. But they did... There's a full concert in Seoul, Korea, but I don't know. No. I, I'm not. I don't think I want to look that up if it's more than a couple minutes. No, well, just uh, through the numbers, just original. I, I guess. But they did a, a concert movie. Uh, called oh yeah, the, dude, that's the, that's like two hours long. Yeah, so we just play the song and. Yeah, well, through the never. Through the never. Okay, we'll get into that one. This is another great song. A two-hour... So, was this live in Seoul concert? That's one of their, their compilation... No, not compilation, I'm sorry. Uh, DVD movie album things? No, it was an actual, like, little, like, shot video. It was, like, live footage with... Plus a movie that was going on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I never, I never knew about that one. There was a time where... I was in uh, FYE, which was like, what was it called before FYE? Disc Jockey? No, Disc Jockey was over there by uh, 99 Cent Store. Disc Jockey was by 99 Cent Store? Oh, oh, yeah. No, no that no, was... No, the, oh, no you're Disc right. Jockey turned into FYE. Disc that was, was Master... master it was Music Trend or something. Music Trend, yes. So, yes. and then they turned into FYE, but I was in... I was in Disc Jockey at the time when it was, it was called Disc yes. Jockey, and there was a, a, a cutout of the not the silhouette but the actual uh <coughs> body of james metallica james metallica james metallica. James, he- james hetfield that's his name now james metallica james metallica ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's 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 the black and whiskey talking right there so james hetfield had his silhouette on stage i believe it was 84 concert and it was a picture cd and if you look that up on ebay or amazon or whatever it's not too cheap but it was an audio 
um, record of him, and it was it was only to be placed in where you could old CD players where yeah. you could push it down onto that centerpiece because if you put it into a regular computer deal, it would flop around because it was cut out. It wasn't a full circle. It was shaped like his body. Oh, just all... Yes. It oh, was okay. a fucking trip, and okay. it wasn't cheap, but at the time, it was only like 30 bucks, but I didn't have any money. Uh, all right, so before you play this, Metallica Through the Never is a 2013 American thriller concert film featuring American heavy metal band Metallica. Title derived from the song Through the Never from the band's self-entitled 1991 album and follows a young roadie's trip, surreal misadventures in a cut with concert photos shot in Vancouver and Edmonton. So the whole plot is this guy is just he's he's skateboarder. He's he's just a roadie. And through everything you know, the plain Xy of Gold, Creeping Death, Who the Bell Tolls, Fuel, Ride the Lightning, Memory Remains, One uh, cyanide and justice for all. Master of puppets. Battery. Nothing else matters. Enter Sandman. Hit the lights. Orion to an empty stadium, and this kid takes a seat. And the final shot is a still closed leather bag, which belonged to Cliff Burton on the Master of Puppets tour. Holy shit, dude! I did not know that. And that was a fast synopsis right there. But I hit the songs. That they played in this fucking movie. Wow. Alright then fucking let's get right into Through the Never. Holy shit, I had no fucking idea. We gotta turn this one up. I actually watched the movie, it was actually pretty cool. Wow. It was more like a concert movie that they did, but intercut with like some live action and stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. We seriously need to hire an editor and a producer because I'm fucking hammered. I hope all y'all can hear this. Um, We may have to change uh, intro for next week. Tell me after the show. Yeah, we should use it for this one, but... Tell me after the show. Okay, so that one, that's that's a very high-paced song, very yeah. fast song. You can tell, like, they're all over the place on this album. Yeah. Which was, that's why a lot of people didn't care for this album, because what? it was different from... That's the know, whole reason I liked all. it. It was legendary. I mean, it's, because, it's you know, because like, for our generation, well, yeah. this is 90s. Yeah. So we didn't get to hear the '80s. We, so we didn't hear the speed metal. We didn't hear Kill 'Em All. We didn't hear Master Puppet. We didn't hear Ride the Lightning. This is what we were introduced to. 
Right. What I heard in the 80s, being an 80s baby, is I heard whatever the fuck was on TV at the time. I didn't get introduced until Metallica until the 90s. Yeah. And, but to, to fall back to the, their origin story, you know, fall, you fall in love with a band and their sound, and you want to hear more about them. You want to hear where they came from. You want to hear how they got their start, their origin story, all this shit. And it just takes you to a new level of appreciation for this band, which we fell into. And it's just like we're wearing fucking shirts by the band. I mean, there, there's they played in every fucking continent, every country in the world. It's kind of hard to ignore the fact that they're legendary and yeah. not know more about them. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm loving this episode because it's our I, favorite band. I, yeah, and I'm finding out more than. I ever knew about it. I mean, we're learning right along with you guys. As much as we already knew about this band, we're learning right along with you on some of this stuff that's just blowing us the fuck away. Yeah, this is like a complete mind fuck. Like, fucking Scary Movie 2 mind fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Or, Or the first Scary Movie. To bring it down a notch, I mean, we can go through wherever my... Wherever I may roam... Or the or my friend of misery. We can end with my friend of misery, or we can bring it up to wherever I may roam. Which is to me, wherever I may roam is almost like a nomad. Do you know much about motorcycle clubs and nomads? Well, I know what a nomad is. It's just uh, somebody's just is out there. Um, like me, you know, being a mar- uh, comic nerd, right? So Captain America at one time stopped being. Uh, Captain America. Really? Because the every, the government everybody was against him, so he became the nomad. He was a soldier on his own, almost like what was that? A samurai that's on his own. Yeah, he was out there doing his own shit. Just a Ronin would be a samurai without a master, which is the Japanese almost, version of a almost, nomad. Almost, yeah, like a Ronin. Exactly. Right, exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. So you said okay. Last Ronin, the Ninja Turtles. Last Ronin. Okay. Okay, I have... Oh, I, I bought every... This is the first comic collection I have every issue. I'm not getting the trade paperbacks with all, you know, four or five books. I got... I ordered every single one. I was in the hospital last year, now still ordering each book, and I got every one. Brother, I got something to tell you that I haven't showed you yet. But you remember Cherie from high school? Yeah. I still talk to her. Yeah, you told me. Okay, she has a collection of original, packaged, unopened, no tab broken out, packaged Ninja Turtle figures for sale. And the price on these is not cheap, but I know you're going to want them because they are unobtainable. These are... Some of the most preserved fucking Ninja Turtle figures, original from the 80s. I mean, OG as fuck. I can already imagine which ones they are because I, I can already have, picture. I can have no pic- idea. I guarantee I can, you right now. I can picture the ba- I, I can picture the, the figures. And, and there, there's no fading on them because they've never been in the sunlight. They've been in Tupperware buckets for 30 fucking years. <sighs> I, I shit you not. There's Casey Jones. There's the fucking rat, the, not the not splinter. splinter, not splinter. The splinter's in there too, but I'm talking the little fucking rat not the cake. not the rat. Well, the yes, ma- the mousers, all of them. Rat every cake. every fucking one of them is in this in this tote. There is literally 
at like 30 or 40 fucking packages. Oh, my God. And I, I've been holding out because I didn't want to break your piggy bank because I know exactly what you're going to do when I show you this shit. No. I have not. pictures I will show you after no, the show. No. No. I will show you. I know let my piggy bank grow a little then. Uh... I will show you, and they're not in a rush to get rid of them, but they kind of need the cash to, to get rid of them. But Tell her to go to DJ's. I'm I'm telling you right now, you you don't want nobody else to have these. They are original as fuck. They're damn near one of the first prints packaging, museum type shit. You won't find another set like this. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell me so. I've been holding this for like almost a year, trying to hope in hopes that you would kind of hold on to some cash because I, I I I can't hold it back anymore. I gotta show you after this. Yeah, no, nope, don't. Uh, tell me when I have some cash because I'm going to go broke, going broke. Too late. Uh, so, so here we are, uh, wherever I may roam. Oh, no, through the never. You want to do through the never oh, instead? You're fucking with me here. Wait, I thought I thought we were going through wherever I may roam. Yeah, we're going wherever I may roam. Oh, t- oh, we did all that shit through through the never, so you might as well play it. He's already traveling through the never, so he might as well go wherever he may roam, right? Oh, fuck yeah. There we go. So then we're, this is wherever may, I may roam. Can we play? Oh, we nope. Play. Nope. Oh, this is the last one that did that they had a synopsis on. Okay, so we'll give that after this song. <coughs> Sounds very... Um, Sultan like Dungeony Dungeony Sultan Middle East Song demo was recorded in Lars Ark's home stu- home studio Dungeon Okay well here we go
to me, this song is like him talking about the. She always keeps me satisfied. He's always on the road. There's always something new to look at. There was always something new to pursue. There's always some more adventure to have. And wherever he lays his head is home. So depending on where he falls asleep that night, that's his home for the night. That's, you know, the road is his woman. He's married to the travel. He's married to the adventure. Now, I don't know what the synopsis is, but that's the interpretation I got. Let's see how close I am to it. Um, You know, they don't have much of one. It's um, all string instruments featured in the song, both guitars and basses use standard tuning intro the song is notable for its unusual instrumentation of the band the asian instruments such as the gong and sitar along with sitar yeah with the overdub warwick 12 string bass 12 string bass that's a dude there's six string guitar there's six string bass but a 12 (laughs) string bass that's a new depth of, of, of sound yeah. that they put in on that. Um, the songs performed frequently during band's live concerts and performed for the uh, S&M. And this uh, companion DVD as well as the S&M 2. They performed live. Band has already relied on the original sitar recording for the intro. Band enters on the first accented note to dramatic effect. However, for the S&M concert, guitarist Kirk Hammett utilized a Danny Electro electric sitar for the intro before switching to his ESP electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's not much. The song demo was recorded in Lars Ulrich's home studio dungeon on August 13th, 1990. Which, well, one thing we didn't talk about is when this album actually came out. Well, it was recorded in ninety ninety one, right? Well, it was released August twelfth, nineteen ninety one. Oh, so okay, so I wasn't too far off. Day before my ninth birthday. Holy shit! Day after, I'm sorry. Day, Day after, after, yeah, because you were on the eighth, right? Eleventh. Eleventh. I am fucking hammered. <laughs> we got one last song on this album. Which we are, this is the first album we're covering every song on, because you were going to be a rat bastard and try and bail on this album, which is our favorite album, and I can't let you do that. Well, I didn't, because there's too many songs on this, so I... But this I is the tried. one album that got us into it, so I had to, I had to keep us on hey, this album. You, you, hey, you called, uh, what's that football term? Uh, encroachment? Yeah, encroachment. There. Encroachment. There when we go. played NFL '94, <laughs> when we were playing NFL '94, and he goes encroachment, and I was like encroachment because I wanted to put the dirty term on everything that we talked about. I remember that. Oh my god. Sega Genesis in '94. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! A black Sega Genesis, a black album. <sighs> Fucking correlation? I don't know. Uh, you're, Coincidence? You're blacker than me, so. I'm black from the waist down. Lazy. (laughs) Fuck it. Uh, Do we have a synopsis on this one? My friend of misery? Uh, Nope. There's nothing on this one. Well, let's just get into it and then we can finish this album. To me, this song speaks of like people who were watching somebody pass away and they're in great pain. Or they're going through a tough time. Yeah, or like drug use. Yeah, 
addiction. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I didn't want to go through the whole album, but you called the audible. I had to. I had to call the audible. I had to look it up, but I remember. Okay, so that one, the weight of the world should be on your shoulders, is they're always asking for more because they're a glutton for punishment. Or maybe they feel like nobody else can do the job like they can, so might as well count on themselves because they can't count on nobody else. Which is a lot of the times how I feel. Yeah. I'm fixing a car, I'm working on a computer, I'm doing whatever. You know, I, I call for references, sometimes I get help, sometimes it's like, hey, figure it out on your own. So I've been self-reliant for a long time. So this thing here, my friend of misery, is like almost an internal look at yourself. And why am I going through all this, but I got to figure it out because I'm the only one I can count on. Well, the way I see it, like, maybe it could be the friend of misery is your own mind. Because your heart is, you know, telling you Ooh. one thing, and but you're, you know, logically, your your mind and your heart, they're gonna fight all the fucking time, right? So and you're gonna but, have this internal but, battle, but, but you, you know, it's you, you're, it's from me, from you. It's like we know whatever actions we do, that's the way things have to be. But you have your brain, you have your heart, and those motherfuckers are fighting in a certain way that's gonna. You know, a differential from your actions. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Is my friend a misery? Like, no, okay, your heart is down, but your brain's saying, okay, remember the happy thoughts, but your brain's thinking the bad things. Ben, your heart's like, remember the good things. So it's almost like you know, counterintuitive. It's, it's an internal struggle because you got to love yourself, and the only time you love yourself is when your brain and your heart. A line on the same thought. But I mean, at one time, like, I can, okay, I can be happy. Okay, I'm thinking about good things. But then I start thinking about the sad shit, and that's the heart thinking. So that's when the heart, it's like that. that those that, emotions, those family members that tie to those emotions, tug at your heartstrings. Yeah. So you go through what is commonly known as a mood swing. You're happy one minute, you're sad the next, but you don't show it outwardly. 
you deal with that struggle and internally. If, and if most people can see me, even one of my coworkers, they should like, oh, why do you look mad? I'm like, oh, I'm not mad. But I was going. Dude, that's going, just my fucking face. <laughs> yeah. When, and, you know, it's funny that we leave off with this song. That's why I wanted to save it to last because it's, it's, that's why I was saying, do we want to leave off with this one or the other one? Because there's a lot to unpack with that. And every, it's, it's, it's subjective, the artwork and the music and the lyrics, because with, it's going to mean something to everybody. Well, uh, with this song, um, the first time I got this album, uh, I was, what, like 16, 17, and would go visit my dad up in South Dakota. Right. Uh, you know, I, I talked about it uh, before. <clears throat> uh, load. You keep going. Yeah. So <laughs> you do your fucking job over there. So um, you know, it was my birthday, and uh, these guys in this little town that my dad lived in, you know, they go uh, to the next town over about you know thirty minutes away. Uh, need to go play basketball, and he's like, "Hey, you know, it's your birthday." They're Take him to go play basketball here, you know, go buy him pizza, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, because, you know, go to the little gas station, and they have, like, their little pizza parlor. And it was a small little fucking, the whole county had, like, 1,200 people. How cool is that? Pretty fucking shitty because everybody's spread out. They're all fucking cow farmers. 1,200 people was including the fucking cows. Yeah, but everybody knows everybody. That's exactly. Kinda, that's so kind of awesome. fucking somebody... Everybody knows about it. Well, then, if it's somebody hot, then you can be fucking proud of that shit, because, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know who the fuck I am. Yeah, but at that time, I was only, like, 16, so I wasn't into that yet. You weren't into that at 16? I was jerking off half the time. Shut the fuck up. Dude, I've been checking out chicks since I was five years old. <laughs> I was born for that shit, all right? Okay, so, anyways. So, you know, it was my birthday... And we go play basketball, go buy pizza. So it's like this little um, little gas station type, like, uh, you no know, truckers go gas up. So they had this little uh, thing, so they had a little, uh, little tape. Uh, remember the, like, you flip? Oh, the, the little, carousel. The little carousel for the tape. Yes. Okay, so, they do that for sunglasses and shit. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I'm looking, and I see this, this black album. And I'm like, oh, I think I know. So this is like my... Thing I think I believe this was my 16th birthday. I grabbed this tape. I end up paying for it. I, oh yeah, put it on. And the first song I hear, no more crap rolls goes your mouth again. I'm like, what the hell? Is no it- more crap rolls out your mouth again. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, I-, I pick up the wrong album because I only knew Unforgiven, Inner Sandman, Inner Sandman. Like, yeah. And so he's talking about stop talking shit. Yeah, I'm, I was like, okay. Oh no no we did we did listen to uh, the first couple songs because Enter Sandman was the first song because yeah, on, on cassette tapes for those who don't know there was an A side and a B yeah. side yeah so A side it was uh, Enter Sandman was but uh, uh, was through the uh, there was uh, oh, there was Enter Sandman there was I um, forgot the name of the oh uh, uh, Sabbath True oh Holier Than Thou yes that was uh, the No More Crap What goes up. And he's like, basically talking about Christians who say one thing but do another. But see, that was like I never listened to that song, right? So I was like, I was like, oh, and these these kids are about my age, yeah. And their mom picked us up, and I'm like, oh, well, they say crap, you know, because my mom so religious, and I was like, crap was almost as bad as the word uh, shit, shit, yeah, or, or mierda, or whatever, yeah, caca, whatever yeah. the fuck. But uh, this. Listen to this album through 
that whole summer up there in South Dakota with my dad as just a young kid. Um, I mean, it just... It shaped it, your youth. It, it, it just means so much to me now, more now, because I know I used to, like, record songs off the radio, off our burn tape to tape, CD <laughs> yes. to tape. I know I did all that shit, but this was, like, my first tape that I could listen to that my mother didn't have, that I didn't have to hide, because my dad didn't give a shit. <laughs> and, and it was... And it just the song this this whole album. I mean, even though every song had, there's more depth because I could give. Well, I, with age comes wisdom. So I mean, I could tell you everything what I was going through when I listened to the album. But now listening to these songs, I can go more into depth now than I could back then. You know, that's the difference between a a player of the music and a listener of the music. Somebody who hears it and somebody who listens to it. Tie that <laughs> shit together in a full fucking circle because with age comes wisdom and that's the craziest thing of it all is because you look back and like like Megadeth said, hindsight's twenty twenty. There, Everything happens for a reason and this, this whole album, this whole culmination, if you want to put a $10 word yeah. on it, it, it comes full circle and the fact that this band has grown and changed and done so many experimental things over the years, mm. like S&M album with the symphony, yeah. that, that was unheard of. I mean, Cypress Hill did it, but not in metal. This is the first band in metal, I think, that did anything with a uh, symphony. Yeah. A oh. full fucking album, well, at least. Yeah, uh, symphony of Destruction. <laughs> well, that was, that was not a symphony, but it did have yeah, symphonic, symphonic sounds yes. in the beginning. So. Yep. The, yeah. These two bands, Megadeth and Metallica, are so intertwined and oh. so much alike, but with such different sounds. Yeah. If you know, you know, because there's one sound that comes on, and you can like, oh, that's Megadeth all the way. And there's one, another sound that comes on, still metal, still uh, heavy metal band, and you're like, oh, that's fucking Metallica. You can hear the differences, and you can hear the similarities at the same time. Mm. They're They're almost symbiotic, like fucking, you know... Which they are too, because like Venom and, and Spider Man and, and Stain was he, he spawned off from Metallica to create Megadeth, dude. And the name titles are so similar. It's it's a symbiotic relationship. It's a love hate. It's it's a they spawn this whole cultural sound war, almost not East Coast West Coast, but a sound war. Oh, what'd you do? Taste that liquor? Did he burp it? I burped it. It tastes something. Some some for lunch. Oh, did you have dick for lunch? Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, I love it. But no, no, the 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 black joke, not dick. I love the joke. The the black album, um, definitely. It's uh, just it it reminds me just the times that when I used to get to hang out with my dad, even though I I slept in the basement. But it still remember that. Dude, you had a basement bedroom? How fucking cool is that? I've always wanted a basement bedroom. It wasn't cool and all kinds of spiders and shit fucking crawling on the goddamn bed. I I don't like them on the bed, but under my boot would be fine. Yeah. Anyways, the next album, which was very controversial. (sighs) Okay, so do you know anything about this cover? This cover right here? Yes. For those on video, I don't know, but I, I sim, it, to me, it symbolizes they're gonna go through a lot of shit, a lot of heat, catch a lot of heat on this album, or it's the melting down of the the band when Jason was about to leave. 
Okay, so the artwork. Cover a Load is an original artwork titled Semen and Blood 3. Semen and Blood 3. Okay. It Enlighten is, me. is one of three photogenic studies that Andreas Serrano created in 1990 by mingling bovine blood and his own semen between two sheets of plexiglass. Fucking gross. The linear notes simply state cover art by Andreas Serrano rather than listing the title of the work. Hammett learned of Serrano's work from Godflesh frontman Justin Roderick when he was shown the music video Serrano had directed for the Godflesh song Crush My Soul. Roger claimed that no one in Metallica knew about Serrano before the Crush My Soul music video. In a 2009 interview with Classic Rock, Hatfield expressed his dislike for the album cover and its inspiration. Lars and Kirk were very into abstract art, pretending they were gay. They, I, uh, I think they knew it bugged me. It was a statement around all that. I love art. And not the sake of shocking others. I think the other the cover of Load was just a piss take around all that. I Jesus. just I just went around along with the makeup and all this crazy stupid crap that they felt they needed to do. I thought okay, okay. I okay. always thought it was like you hold, know, hold like the fucking la- phone. I thought it was like lava flames. I thought it was lava lamp. I thought it was fire. Yeah. I did. Okay, wait a minute. That takes a whole new meaning to the title of the album, fucking Load, because it's his load on the album. And then Reload is his coming again. We'll find out next week. Jesus. Lord, what the fuck? Oh, no. That is fucked up. Okay, so here's here's, it. This part you might like. I don't know. After this point. Load also marked the first appearance of the new Metallica logo that sur- that surrounded off the stabbing edges of the band's earlier logo, greatly simplifying its appearance. The M from the original logo was used to make as a shuriken-like symbol known as the Ninja Star, which is used as alternate logo on the future on this and future albums. So this is the first time they use that shuriken. Ninja yeah. Star style M. Yes. It was in the Ninja Star, the Shuriken is basically four Metallica style font M's shaped in the Ninja Star style. Okay, so that, I don't know if I want to get that tattooed on me now. I, I still got to do it because that's my favorite band. The, the album featured expensive booklet containing photographs, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Lars Kirk drove onto the all those records, the whole. We need to reinvent ourselves. Topic came up. Imagine image is not an evil thing for me. But if the image is not you, then it doesn't make much sense. I think they're really after a U2 kind of vibe. Bono doing his alter ego. I couldn't get into it. The whole, okay, now is a photo shoot. We're going to 70s glam rock. Like what? I say half. Well, at least half the pictures that were in the booklet, I yanked out. Whole cover thing, it went against what I was feeling. Yeah, so that's fucking, that's a trip and a half. Yeah, so I think... Are we, are we going to get into this song or a different one? Um, 
fuck it. Fuck it. Let's see. I got some. Uh... I, I mean, is this the load that he let loose that says it ain't his bitch? The load. The load on his ain't it ain't his bitch. <laughs> hey, that was a little. Hey, that's the biggest mindfuck of all night. Out of my way, out of my day, out of your mind and into my head. Into no one, into not one, into your step, but out of there. It's strong, what's wrong? I've already heard this song before. But now it's time to be sure it's good for him. <laughs> oh Jesus! So, "Ain't My Bitch" gained media attention and notoriety due to its title. James Hetfield, to avoid being sued, explained that the "bitch" in the song did not refer to a woman, but a female dog or fox, as in Webster's dictionary, but acts as a metaphor for a problem. Under this interpretation, he avoided any legal issues. Ooh. But according to Hoyle Webster Dictionary, a bitch is a female dog or yes. fox. Yes, sir. So, i.e., the problem that you always have, you know, more money, more problems. Say uh, my bitch. You have a woman, you know, commonly referred to in the rap community as a biatch. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. There's yeah. levels to this. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's yeah, a that's a fucking pro- trip. This is probably one of my least favorite albums. I mean, that has some good songs, dude. Th- this th- one, Load and Reload, are, are I I love those albums. They're great. Given, except, oh, how do I put this? Th- there's uh, a few on there that th- I'm not big fans of. Which ones? Oh no, just I'm like I, the- I love every song on this on these two albums. Even though they got negative reviews, it's probably yeah. their least liked albums, other than. I would say some one of the ones from mm. the next episode, but to the to me this these have a lot of meaning to them. You, you these could, songs you could put both these like random in a set list, and, and, and you wouldn't be able to tell some. I because uh, the mm. the main the main yeah. ones. yes but then, correct. So, some of the other ones now maybe I just need to go back and listen re-listen to the whole album. Mm. And then maybe then okay maybe I can see because now I'm. It's almost like it's almost like this album and the next one is like a continuation of the story. Yes, yes, yes. So but, you see what I'm saying? But like, just now I'm thinking about it. No, so we started from the very first album, seventeen years old, eighteen years old, and now by here they're already in their mid twenties ish. Oh, they're so, beyond that. To, but, you know, almost thirties or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you can definitely hear a transition, and it's, for me, this is like, 
being reintroduced to Metallica, who they are, what almost they, like a new generation, what they represent. Like I'm here for like new new ears for the first time again. Like I know I know these songs. I know the yeah. songs by heart. Yeah, because but, they were reintroducing themselves. I I could see that. But okay. but now that no, I'm I'm actually looking up the shit that I didn't know. So now every song has a new meaning now. Like just like uh you know for that guy that fails that has a new uh, meaning for you now. Oh, definitely, yeah. So I mean, for me too. I mean, I mean the Black Album, that's staple. It's it's it, that's that's concrete. That, that's that oh, concrete. Yeah, you cannot sway me. Anyway, I will fucking die for that album. That's no, that's that's it. it. It's a it's a foundational album for me. Yes, and yeah. my laptop died. Uh, so excellent. <laughs> We're winging this motherfucker. Hey, we did a couple episodes too. Uh, so okay, my bitch is great. Um, what about? I, I mean, there's there's too many on this one. Okay, there's Mama said, which was a great one about you know mothers, I, what she what her wisdom, uh, hero of the day, bleeding me, poor twisted me is like ble- is bleed- like is like uh, should I feel sorry for myself because I chose these decisions? Bleeding me, bleeding me, de- dude. Uh, definitely you know, the one before it. We're using that for the uh, outro, right? Okay, cool. Th- that's the outro, right? I don't remember. We're gonna have to go over shit after the episode. Okay, I can't so remember. Yeah, fuck it, let's go. Bleeding me, bleeding me. Okay, we'll get on that one. Now, what does that one mean to you? Do you remember much about this one? Uh, I know. I I can hear the music. I just cannot. I I have not heard a single song off of this in fucking. Yeah, because you life kind of just happens. At the time that these came out, after that we were graduating. Life just kind of happened. Well, this is like, I just jumped from I go from the first five, and then I'll maybe listen to Send Anger, uh, then maybe Death Magnetic and some of the later ones. S and M. Yeah, I've been getting into S and M too, which is I didn't realize they had released. Yeah. I thought they just uh, it was a talk about yeah, it. I didn't I, know I it had came out. Yeah, I told you. It was... I, I've been so wrapped up with being this adult bullshit I didn't get to get mm-hmm. into it. But here we go with bleeding me off of Metallica's load. Yeah. So load reload I those two I always skip. I'm gonna have to go back and I, I do I never stop playing when a Metallica song comes on, but this one is bleeding me. That's definitely a different sound for uh, Lars. Oh yeah, you know because usually you get this, you know. Oh, he's very slow paced right here. Yeah. It's got a whole bluesy fucking. Almost like a like a Alice in Chains. Almost like, like I have a story about Alice in Chains and Metallic. So we'll get into this first, though. Oh, uh, after the song, take a little break. We got time. It's the last album. It's like Rainforest. Hey, you whole wait. Digging my way to something. I'm digging my way to something better. I'm digging the same. I'm pushing the 
stay with something I'm trying to see how you get cow blood and semen out of that cover. You're still on that? <laughs> I finally got that out of my fucking head. <laughs> yeah, I like to mind fuck you sometimes. Fag. Hey, I ain't getting fucked. I fuck somebody's mind. Do it to somebody else. Oh, I just might tonight. I instantly hear and feel exactly how I was back in high school when this song, when I first heard this song. It, it's a fucking trip, dude. I am instantly back in high school. It's like they say the strongest sense tied to memory is the sense of smell. I was, I was no, but this I was, one, I was, this one, music and the vibe and the time you were, it, it brings you right back. You were just thinking the same thing, huh? Yes, I, I was. I was. I knew that there was that feeling that I couldn't. I I couldn't put my you know, my, I don't know if you want to put your tongue, your finger on it, whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, it's just like that. That feeling, that, that emotion, that, that, that. Oh, it's like, oh, that you, like, it's, it reminds you of that, like, the simpler times. Much, when, much like we, some we of the previous songs we talked about. We didn't have, you know, all this shit because as we progressed into the letter albums, was more progressing into our adulthoodish. Yeah, we're, we're, it's, it's almost like we're growing with the band. Yeah, I mean, like even though we started off with Black Album with '91, and they started off in '81, so it was ten years. Yeah, but but from the time that we heard the first their their fifth album from their first. Yeah, but then now. With like I was saying, like now this it's like we're being reintroduced, and we can see it through a fresh set of eyes, a different perspective from the songs that we're not just like we said earlier. You're not just listening; you're hearing them now. You know what? This this since we started this podcast in February of this year of twenty three, the the articulate conversations, the wisdom, <laughs> the wisdom that's coming out of your mouth. Has grown exponentially since 
you started opening up to, you know, conversing on such matters, you've almost grown as a person just because you have this outlet, because we have this outlet to to get on record what we're sitting around talking about all the fucking time. It, it's a different perspective for me, and it's a self-realization for both of us, I would say, that, I don't do it, it's fucking, I didn't think we would get to this level. No. Um, and, and it's definitely a trip. And it's like, you know, but our first season, it was just us, you know, just bullshitting. And yeah, like, with you sitting on speakerphone in front of a microphone over yeah, the phone. Yeah. It, it was, was a fucking trip. And now we're sitting here with a fucking sponsor talking about our favorite band in, in 17 different countries. But, you know, just, I'm just thinking, like, from the beginning, it was just like, you know, there were, there was no articulation. There was no, no structure. There was just... Uh, we, we found ourselves rambling bullshit, and yeah. then then I came up with the ideas like, okay, okay, so let's try and have a little structure. We still do our random bullshit, but here, yeah, yeah, because let's, let's do the, our little. Here, here's the topic, and we'll just go off of that. That's the conversation I had with you. I was like, dude, we both agreed we don't want to have a scripted episode. Yeah. We definitely have want to have an outline. But we don't want to script yeah. it because we yeah. want to be able Outline. to just yes, ad lib and go random as fuck and have our own tangents. And basically, the culmination of our our go to tagline is we go off the cuff. Oh. The definition of of just what inspires you and and, and at random what yeah. what you think of when you come up to such situations. Um, so with that note, we're going to take a quick break, and with the magic of editing, we will be right back. Okay, so we went. Okay, so we went through bleeding me, and yeah. Um, what do, do what do you want to cover next off this album? I mean, we yeah. got the house that Jack built until it sleeps, King Nothing, Hero of the Day, Poor Twisted Me, Cure, um, Ronnie. I was, I was thinking of uh, King of Nothing. Yeah, that's a damn good one. That is. Oh, I don't, I don't know that. I don't, I love playing that on uh, uh, Rock Band. Oh my god, I forgot about that. And most of these songs that we've been playing, they were on Rock Band. That's true. That's true. Alright, well then, uh, here's King Nothing. I just love this intro. Yeah, it fades in nice. And this came out in 1996. Yeah. Very heavy bass line, I love it. So you had five years between the black and this year, and this one. Yeah, people thought they faded away. Yeah. Oh, then they cut their hair and all that, so they weren't that whole, like... Yeah, they weren't that grungy, you know, heavy metal look. They had this Mm -hmm. cleaner look to them. But uh, let's get into it. I'll fade out when we get to the hook. Since we're pushing four hours on this fucking episode. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, we went. I told you we were gonna go hard in the paint on this one. Oh uh, yeah, we may have to listen to two parter.
crashing down and break your crown You put your finger but there's no one around You want one thing, disobey the king But your castle's crumbled and you're left with just a name Was your crown king nothing? Ready for you karaoke? <laughs> Where's your crown? Hey, uh, th- there's a drinking game for you guys that drink. Uh, anytime Ready Player You, uh, you listen to our episode. Anytime uh, Ready Player You starts singing, take a, <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> I don't know how often we're going to do that, but. You know. <laughs> well, we do it sporadically. Well, uh, well I, I um, look like I'm singing to the lyrics sometimes on, for those on video, but. <laughs> I know what well I'm like rocking out you're doing research sometimes but you oh, know yeah um until it sleeps damn right you know that's that's the uh he's going to he's going to I think this would be a good one to end off with yeah and then we'll get to emails and listeners yeah so um oh before you do that okay there was some on uh, king nothing uh song starts off on bass riff Develop on main riffs of the song. The song King Nothing release. Um, live versions. Um, appeared in the background music in the ninth episode of the second season of The Sopranos. Oh, shit. I haven't gotten to the ninth season of The Sopranos yet. Oh, I've been wow. way behind. Uh, on the U.S. charts, song reached number 90 on the Billboard Hot, ten, hot 100, while peaking at number 6 in the mainstream rock tracks chart hmm. uh song circles around the theme that would be careful what you wish for lyrics depict a man who just wants to play the king and does not care about anything else this ultimately leads to his downfall as shown in as it all crashes down and you break your crown and then all of a sudden he's still the king but he's the king of absolutely nothing yeah and now we're going to until it sleeps um so, this li- lyrics uh, written by James Hetfield addresses his mother's battle with cancer, to which the it in the title refers. They can be seen as either describing the emotional pain he feels for the loss or the physical pain his mother was feeling while she was ill. Both of his parents were Christian scientists and did not believe in medicine. The lyrics are also interpreted as dealing with anger issues. Interesting. Heffield's father, Virgil, died late in 96 during Metallica's Low Tour. Holy shit. This is a, no pun intended, uh, by any means, a loaded fucking song. I mean, I love the song. It's a great song. I didn't know this about it. Yeah, me either. I remember watching the videos on MTV, visiting uh, my dad. This is another one of the songs that I can remember back then. I run, but it stays right by my side. So tear me open, pull me out. The things inside that scream and shout. Oh, wow. I can see that perspective. Wow, yeah, just, definitely. Just all that, you know, everything holding in 
and you, see, you don't want you don't know if you want to lash out or yeah. you just want to let it go. Yeah. Okay, so the idea behind you feed it once and now it stays is to me that hate and that, the, you, that once you once you entertain that idea of the fact of loss of of as soon as you entertain the idea of the negativity, your mind is going to run with it, and now that's all you can see because it's going to stay in the mm. forefront of your mind. Wow, dude. Wow, there's there's so many layers to these songs now that you know, like we, we talked about a little bit ago. It just you know, it like we said, is it we're hearing it through fresh ears again, you know, like and we're seeing it with fresh eyes and a new perspective and, and a new from, light. From when we list, first listened to it, we heard we listened to the songs. Yeah, we we, we heard the songs. Right, we, we knew the songs. We knew them back to back. We know the lyrics. We knew, but now. We actually got into the research, and now we're listening to yeah. what the songs are all about. Wow! And that that is that is that. See, this is why I love doing. I love learning new things, especially about a band that I've been listening to for thirty years, for almost my whole life. I mean, I love this. That's why it's hard for me to like really look shit up on them, just because I want to come out with. Uh, uh, a, a fresh perspective and same as you i want the same reaction yeah. as you get i don't want to know shit beforehand because on my end it's not going to be authentic yeah now, yeah now, because that that's 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 the us being right there with the listener learning at the same time yeah and at the same time we're fans of the band like many listeners are and we're we're holy shitting at the same time as they are we're, yeah. we're right there with them we're trying to be as close to the listener as we can in a world where everybody's on their smartphone disconnected we're trying to connect with people at the same time yeah. learn about shit that we already love and then plus you know our own perspective on in our life experiences through this own this band you know you know i'll be spending time in uh i remember i had a, a mixtape and i had a you know the fuel uh, uh until it sleeps you know i had songs from load reload and then plus i had the black album buying it up there visiting my father before he passed when i was you know when i was 16 and so you know and i had that out that tape for years until somebody stole it from me mm. uh, but then i ended up buying the cd then so and i still have that same cd that i bought years ago when i had my red car and it's still my favorite album of all time. That CD probably scratched his fucking shit, but I don't give a fuck. I will still play the shit out of it. Yeah. 
Uh, but I mean, this has been such um, looking is more perspective and you know the back catalog that we're going to next week. Um, I've listened to a few of the albums, but I haven't listened to all of them. So now that's I'm gonna get another. I mean, a lot of them are you know re-releases, you know, mm-hmm. live. But there's some of that newer stuff that they did, and you can tell just from, uh, you know, when you go into uh, Death Magnetic, uh, 72 Seasons, you know, you can still... Self-destruct, all of those. Uh, yeah, you can still, uh, you can hear that that old school sound, and not that speed metal, but more of the... Like a mature heavy metal. More maybe towards... Um, Maybe low uh, black album sound. Yeah, but then, but then, of course, they have some songs that are more like "Kill 'Em All" or "Ride the Lightning" or "Master of Puppets." Some of that speed up, but but they're older now, so they can't do that same shit. Yeah, like "Call of Cthulhu" is absolutely murder on uh, oh. our, on, on uh, Kirk Hammett's fingers. Yeah, and that's that's one that we didn't get into, but I mean that's definitely an honorable mention. "Call of Cthulhu." Oh yeah, that is fucking. That's an awesome song. That's off of uh, "Ride the Lightning," I believe. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So next week, um, definitely gonna have to just. Hooker down. We appreciate y'all listening for four, almost four fucking hours. If you guys, um, to the but whole we thing. got we got one email this week from Timmy. He was saying, uh, "I was wondering if you were ever going to do an episode on the Beastie Boys. I grew up listening to them. I remember the first time a buddy's older brother used to sing it all the time. Finally got to hear it, and I feel they changed the way rock is today." That's a good point because they did rap and rock. You know, three MCs and one DJ and we Mm -hmm. get down with no delay. That was straight up fucking awesome at the time. You got to fight for your right to party, Mm. all that shit. That's a damn good point. And and that's something we never thought about because it's it's not only we're heavy metal fans, but I like rap, you like rap. Oh, yeah. And it's almost like... They broke a mold when they did that. Yeah. uh, Because it was white guys from the Bronx that you never heard of and all of a sudden they just kicked ass that's funny you said that because um okay so everybody knows brass monkey yeah so there's this guy uh richard cheese that comes up on my pandora he's like one of those old school um like i don't know what 60s like uh vegas style performers performers okay so he does all he saw he'll do um uh gin and juice uh, you know, uh, today was good to in that kind of style. Okay. So, so today on my Pandora, he came up and he did uh Brass Monkey, and so you can he's not like you know not that boo you know you can't understand he's no singing everything. I'm like, holy fuck, that song is so fucked up. That's about pretty much talking about getting this chick drunk just to go fuck her. Okay, so that's almost like. A, a different perspective on it, like when Paul Anka did Down with the Sickness for Dawn of the Dead and shit. Oh. You remember that? No, I don't. You gotta watch the, the, the remake of Dawn of the Dead when they're at the mall. Uh-huh. And the, and the dad from um, Modern Family's in there. Okay. Okay, so he's in there, and they, they start off, and Paul Anka's doing this classic, you know... Um, suit and tie version of down with the sickness and it's not all ah, or yeah. whatever he's just you know doing it classic style 
it, it's fucking awesome. Oh, no, the guy uh, that I was telling you, he does uh, the same thing. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You gotta li- watch the beginning part of that movie. If you're not, I know you're not into scary movies. No, but no, that no open, I watched it. I watched okay, it but that opening song, dude, you listen to it again and be like, holy shit, I can't believe that was disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah okay, so that was our only email for this week. Um, but look I, at the uh, numbers real quick. Yeah, we're gonna look at some numbers here because uh, we definitely jumped. What was our numbers last week? Do you have oh, do you have that written down or in the text? Uh, because I forget really fast, given all the all the behind the scenes work I got to do. So the last time you text me some numbers, uh, I believe you said it was like I don't know fourteen thirty six or something. Um, let's see. The last ones you sent me uh, was on the thirty first. No, that's not right yeah i think it was on halloween yeah so that was what was that two weeks ago that was last week was it last week yeah oh yeah uh, yeah so we we're at 1430 oh 1430 i'm sorry uh, and you ready for this week's numbers as it sits right now we're at 1463 wow we jumped up you know nine percent so 293 to 300 listeners in the last 30 days not too bad oh yeah not too bad one hit wonders of the 90s with Sean Ely on there jumped to 112 listens, downloads. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're 279 in the States. Uh, Brussels, Belgium, outbeat Sacramento again at 91. 110 wow. listeners in Hanford. And um, I, I haven't went over the how many countries we're in, but given that we're at four hours, I'm thinking we maybe want to wrap this up. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're, we're sitting there pushing four fucking hours, so... Um, Given that, that my voice is given out, and we went through six fucking albums, four hours of Metallica, I, I can't thank you all enough for listening to us and tuning in and giving us, you know, whatever time you have. Um, make sure you stop by our store, readyplayerapparel.com. Shoot us an email at readyplayerquestions at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitch streaming, all that shit. We're we're fucking everywhere. We so, got everything. To end the episode, we'll I, do a half. Do a half shot. Do a half shot, and uh, we'll get up and wrap out and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, cause I'm pretty hammered. You're pretty hammered. We gotta wrap this up and edit and all that shit. So from Ready Player You, I'm Matt and I'm Mike. Cheers. We'll Thanks. see you on the next one. Bye. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Woo! That's good. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm going to blacken out tonight, motherfucker. Blacken out the blacken. Blackity, blackity, black, baby. No, you still recording? No, it just stopped here. No. <laughs> I was trying to find a good fade out spot. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to stop the audio.
see free.